Cowabunga, did you do that? It's Rob here. I just want to go ahead and uh, give you guys a heads up that we had some technical issues in the last couple episodes. I won't bore you with the details, uh, but I do want to apologize because we didn't get to release an episode last weekend. But we did record. We did record. I do promise that. We had recorded a whole episode dedicated to the 2003 era, and for some reason... Through tech issues, we only could salvage about half of the recording, probably only about 30 minutes of it. So what we decided to do was re-record um, this past weekend and um, edit both of them together. So you're going to notice with this particular episode that I introduced the show twice, which is kind of weird, but uh, we do apologize for that. And uh, again, we do talk about the 2003 era. Um, while I have this opportunity, I just wanted to thank a good buddy of mine, good old work buddy, very close friend of mine. Uh, he and I worked at a, a school not too long ago, I guess about three years ago. It's hard to believe. But he sent me a care package this week, and I just wanted to go ahead and thank him for it. He sent me a box of some of his childhood Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle VHS tapes, and he took really nice care of these. You know, one thing I've always been impressed about my buddy Jameson is he's always very organized, very structured, very prepared, which is kind of the opposite of me. <laughs> but uh, he took great care of these VHS tapes. So first thing was he got me the Burger King Kids Club VHS set. He got me Invasions of the Turtle Snatchers, or, uh, Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers, The Great Baldini, April Foolish, and Sky Turtles. And uh, looking at the back of Sky Turtles, it says here, this is what I was really interested in. It says here, collect all four titles, Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers, April Foolish, The Great Baldini, Sky Turtles. I guess my question is, um, are there any listeners out there that might know, are these four the only VHS tapes that Burger King Kids Club released for the Turtles? See, I'm, I'm fascinated in that because um, I've always been kind of fascinated with Burger King toys and McDonald's toys and i just like to know the history there. Maybe if there's some more that were released later on. But yeah, I've got all four of the original Burger King run, I think. And then uh, I got Case of the Killer Pizzas and Here's in a Half Shell. All of them, the cardboard boxes are in great shape. And in the top right corner, it's got my buddy Jameson's last name on there. Uh, so, you know, just in case it was misplaced, somebody would know who to return it to. So, Jameson, thank you so much, my friend. That really was awesome. And a surprise. Oh, and I almost forgot... In addition to the VHS tapes, he got me the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Bath Time Play Shave Set, which comes with a shave cup, shave brush, mirror, play shave razor, and bath foam. So, you know, Jameson, knowing my personality, I think uh, I, I think that's why he, <laughs> he sent this my way, because I like random stuff like this. And uh, I guess it's for my son, but uh, I might just write a review on it anyway. <laughs> um... Hmm. Last but not least, oh, oh, one last thing I wanted to say about the VHS tapes is if you know, if, if any of our listeners might know, and it might be on the Technodrome forums or something, uh, I've not seen it yet, who drew some of these VHS covers? And, and, you know, in particular, some of the Burger King Kids Club covers, because they're not cells from the cartoon. They are unique hand-drawn covers, and I'd like to know, um, I've just always been interested in that. I'd like to know who's drawn those. Uh, last but not least, I just want to thank you all so much for listening. And uh, just for the record, we are offering you know, a little giveaway. If you write us a review on iTunes between now and the end of uh, February, we will uh, enroll you in a random drawing for a turtle gift. I have 
TMNT Volume 1, Issue 11. And a couple of uh, my loose figures are going to send your way. And maybe some other goodies if I can find them. I know I've got some turtle cards laying around. But yeah, if you just write us a review, positive or constructive, we're open for anything. That would mean a lot to us. It always has. And that's one goal we've definitely got for this year is to get more interaction from our listeners, have some of our listeners on the show, and, uh, you know, just share the turtle love. So, again, guys, thank you uh, for, for your patience. Thank you for your support. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. And here's to hoping you enjoy a mega slice of popcorn pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes who do that, and welcome to another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes. I am your host, Rob, and joined with me, as always, is uh, the ever-heated Mr. Josh O'Rourke. <laughs> Hi, Cowabunga, everyone. Cowabunga, man. And, uh, and good old Mr. T, how are you guys? Doing good, man. Oh, man, I'm full of rage, man. <laughs> Some yeah. guy's trying to step on me. Oh, no. sure, sure. Well, <laughs> that ain't Besides happening. me, for once. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know, I actually had to step up a little bit because <laughs> I'm... Used to Rob, you know, I'm used to it. Yeah, I know. You're you're used to schooling me. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, guys, uh, first of all. Rob was like, you want to be on the show? It's like, you really want to do this? Are you Uh, sure? You know what you're getting? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, guys, yeah, this is episode 108. And on today's episode, we are returning to the 2003 era of the Turtles. And I'm just going to tease some things here. Yes, I completely agree with Thaddeus. We got some great stuff ahead of us. Great stuff. Oh, take off. That's part of the reason I'm heated. He, he, well, we'll talk about it. Um, I personally am very, very excited about the content we're about to get into. Uh, and we got a, just a great menu of stuff. We're going to be talking about, um, I, not IDW, Mirage Volume 4, Issue 10, which is, a, it's a big one. Some crazy things happen. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Some yes. It's There's crazy some issue. crazy, There's, you know, weird <laughs> science, you know? <laughs> Uh, and then we're also um, uh, watching a good one, uh, the the 2003 cartoon, Season 1, Episode 11, The Shredder Strikes Part 2. So uh, some really good stuff lined up. But before we jump into all that stuff, uh, let me get the links out of the way. Let me just go ahead and just r- jump right into it. So if you guys want to send us an email, our email address is turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com. All right, so you can also follow us on Twitter. Our uh, handle there is at turtleflakes. Um, we have a Facebook group page, which is facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. And we also have a TurtleCom hotline at uh, the number is 865-309-4875. Just want to plug our, our friends in the Turtles community. That would be Mark Pellegrini from tmntentity.blogspot.com. Thank you for all the reviews you do. You are pretty much the encyclopedia resource for me. Really, really appreciate everything you do. And what I, you know what? This year, I'm just going to call it. We've got to get him on the show. You know, we're talking about 
trying to in- incorporate more of just our our friends of, of the show, you know, and our mm-hmm. our fellow listeners and stuff. We we'd love to get more of them on. I don't know, just talk more turtles with with people that have really been so supportive and encouraging over the years. And yeah. Mark Pellegrini is basically like the the grandfather of all Ninja Turtles research. It seems like so we we got basically Wikipedia for our show. Yeah, he, he is. So. Yeah, we call him yeah. Markipedia. Pedigrinia. So. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Narnia. Uh, <laughs> Nardia, yeah, Nardia you open up that website, man, and it's just—it's a wormhole, man. It you sure just is. find out so much stuff. Yeah, I know. You, you gotta love it when you go to his turtle tips, and it links to all these other articles he's written. I'm like, good God, this man has done everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and speaking of really, really uh, uh, awesome friends of the show, always check out our our buddy Anthony Hernandez's show. He's yeah. got a YouTube channel called uh, Bat Bomb Eighty Two, where he covers a lot of classic toys and he also has a ninja turtle special called totally tubular turtle tuesdays and his last review was on gosh one of your favorites josh worm yeah worm man yeah, yeah and he's a great artist oh too. wonderful he, artist for for almost every figure he reviews he draws a picture of the classic turtles anyway he every picture every uh figure he reviews he draws a picture of them yeah so he's a good artist he's kind of inspired me to try drawing again you know really oh, like cool. that Really like what he does, man, and that's a guy I've asked him if he wants to be on our show, and he's like, yeah. So, oh, that's, I, that, that's a guy I want on the show because he it just just to make myself feel better about all the toys that I have. <laughs> be like, there's a guy that's obviously got more than I do. So, oh, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Maybe we can do that uh, in February. I'll, I'll I'll reach out to him right away. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, okay, we're also proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network, which is just a network of family-friendly retro podcasts. And you can check out all the other podcasts that are partners of the network at theretrojunkies.com. And we're also proud partners with the Retro Gaming Times magazine. And uh, their address, as a matter of fact, they just released their January issue not too long ago. Their web address is classicplastic.net slash TRT. And it's a free online magazine dedicated to classic games and electronics. Um, And I'm... I'm hoping, Lord willing, if I have the time for it, I'd like to start uh, a sewer series where I just write about my memories playing classic turtle games. I've already written for them before. I've written about the Manhattan Project and the arcade game, but uh, I'd like to write more. And and Josh and I were were definitely wanting to um, talk about the Game Boy games very soon. So that's on the menu. Um, We got some announcements, guys. All right, so first big announcement is um, one of our friends of the show, his name's Brian, he is starting his own Ninja Turtles show. But the cool thing is it's actually going to be partnered with, with Turtle Flakes. So if you're subscribed to this show, and hopefully you are if you're listening to this, um, you will be able to get access to his show too. Um, he hasn't picked out a name yet, but the whole premise of the show is that he's going to try to get guests from every Ninja Turtles medium on the show, whether it be a, a toy designer, whether it be a video game developer, comic writer, or artist, um, or you know, and maybe any film director or anything like that, anybody he can possibly get, um, he's going to try to do about a thirty to forty minute interview with them, and it'll be on our show. It's probably going to be a monthly show. I don't know exactly when it's going to start. Probably maybe next month or the following month. But I just mm-hmm. wanted to announce that it's in the works. So we have a partner show. Uh, that's going to be on our feed, and it will be family friendly. And we're just really excited to have a sister show on the on the feed. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fired up about that. And uh, speaking of guests, we are going to be having Richard from the Partners in Crime on our show uh, at the end of the month. And as a matter of fact, Thaddeus, you were asking the exact date, and I have it here. 
looks like we'll be talking to him on Saturday, January 27th. So, and uh, oh. I've, t- I've got to still iron out a time, but I'm pretty sure he was okay with Saturday morning. So that works out great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, still doing our giveaway. Uh, if you guys write us a review on iTunes or just, just send us an email, uh, just, just letting us know. Uh, just some feedback for the show, uh, things you like, maybe things we could work on, things you'd like us to cover, anything you want. Um, Just reach out to us, and you'll be eligible for Issue 10 from Volume 1. I have an extra copy of that, and I also have some some loose figures I'll I'll put in the box too uh, and just send out your way, so you'll be eligible for a drawing for that. Uh, Just thank you so much for the feedback we've already received, and thank you all so much for just all your support over the years. And yeah. I think that is it, guys, as far as announcements go. Well, real quick, uh, Rob, did you have any uh, turtle pickups recently? Oh, yes. I had two I wanted to show. Well, you can go ahead and go first. I had uh, two I wanted to show off. Sweet, sweet. Sounds good. Yeah, I uh, I feel bad. I keep stockpiling on all my comics, and I keep telling myself, you know what? I'm going to dedicate a day to just read it all. And then I realize, oh, wait, <laughs> I can't. No, you're not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, so uh, I did pick up. I think I mentioned this on the last episode, but I'll say it again just in case. The TMNT Ghostbusters issues one through four, the the second, I guess, oh, nice. second story arc. <clears throat> I also picked mm-hmm. up Usagi Yojimbo issues 164 and 65. Uh, and then I also picked up the IDW comics, the ongoing one, uh, 78 and 79, and TMNT Universe 17 and 18. So got a big old stockpile of comics yesterday. So still not read oh, them. <laughs> nah. Yeah, what they look days? great on the shelf. Don't worry, man. That's good. <laughs> Don't touch them. Don't even open them. <laughs> look at, of course, they're, of course, they're important, man. Look at all them numbers. You're right, I months. know. They go consecutively. Volume one through whatever. You yeah, got the whole volume. You know what I'm saying? Whole volume. Yeah, forget about it. Don't touch it. All right. <laughs> so, so anyway, so what about you, Mister T? What'd you pick up? Uh, I'm gonna see if my camera can show you this. It's kind of dark. Uh, hold on, just a sec. I actually got this oh. at Comic Con uh, last year. This is uh, th- the first issue, but this is like a poster. There you go. <laughs> like, how did you get that? I got, I got this at um, I got this at Pensacon last year, and they only wanted fifteen dollars for it. And I haven't hung it up yet because it wasn't until Christmas that I got some uh, poster frames. So I'm actually going to hang this above my bed. This is going to be right next to my uh, my NECA Shredder and Foot Clan figures. Nice. And uh, I do have one other pickup. Now this isn't this hasn't arrived yet, but I did order this off of eBay. Um, and I haven't read it yet. Just I, I kind of took a break from Turtle Comics, not because I hate them. It's just uh, with work last year I wasn't working as much, so I had to kind of watch what I spent. Um, but I did order. Um, uh, IDW Volume 15. This is the uh, the first appearance of Leatherhead, uh, the Leatherhead story arc. Oh, nice. oh, yeah. And that will be arriving, uh, I think, Friday in my mail- mailbox next week. I haven't read it yet, so I don't know uh, what to expect. But I did hear some uh, some pretty good things about it, so I'm looking forward to reading that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. Leatherhead's an interesting character. You know, and the jury's still out whether or not he's a good guy or bad guy. So I'll be interested to see what you think. Uh, he's a bad okay. guy. I'll take off. Well, not you know he's been working with the neutrinos trying to get Krang. Yeah. <laughs> you mean you don't trust Leatherhead? Yeah. <laughs> oh, take off, get out. He's a twelve foot alligator. Oh, now you're just I being ain't racist. Trust him. 
What? <laughs> now you're being racist. Call me racist? <laughs> <laughs> it's 12-footed alligators, man. Just going by appearances, you hoser. Dude, if you saw a 12-foot alligator walking down your street and being like, hey, what's up? You'd be like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. I mean, really take the, the, you know, the nostalgia and the fandom out of the way. If you saw that walking onto your lawn, you'd be like, nope. Nope. Not going nope. outside this year. Nope. <laughs> and he's going to be like, don't call a cop. You'd be like, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I. And then I. And did, you, did you get anything for, for Christmas or anything? Any turtle pickups? Um, yeah, I got a, uh, let's see, for Christmas, I got volume four. It's, it's downstairs, so I don't remember exactly what volume. I think it's volume 14 of the Ninja Turtles Adventures comics. Oh. Um, that was the most recent one to come out, and it was actually released the day after Christmas. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that was actually – my wife got me that for Christmas. Um, and we were – it actually worked out because with shipping and everything, we were actually out of town for Christmas. So when we got back, that was on my doorstep. I was like, yay, cool. Um, so volume 14 of the Ninja Turtles adventures put out, uh, reprint by IDW. Uh, it's actually all of the future turtles. So it's like the older turtles. I really like those. So, you know, Raphael is missing an eye and he's wearing a baseball cap and Leonardo's like a Zen warrior. And Michelangelo is somehow still Michelangelo and Donatello <laughs> super stoic. It, it's really cool. And I think it's even the volume that Raphael punches out Hitler. I think that's what, what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I haven't read it either, but I know it's in it's in Adventures. I've seen that panel. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I got that, but nothing really, nothing turtle related uh, because I have everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, right now, money's kind of tight, so not really doing much. Yeah. Uh, I so, am. I know all about it. I, I told, I told a lot of people in the group. I'm, I'm mostly saving up for uh, for when I go to Pensacon at the end of next month because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of turtle stuff there. So I'm kind of saving some money, tucking some money away. But, nice. Yeah, fortunately, right now nothing that I want is out yet because all yeah, I know I know of like IDW, uh, yeah. especially with their trade paperbacks the, or like the newer ones. They space them out like every three months. So like a lot of the newer stuff, yeah. like Universe and stuff, I have to kind of wait. So I'm yeah. still kind of far behind, like, like I said. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward yeah, I mean, to. I mean, everything's pre-ordered. I mean, they come out in March, and then they come out in July, and then September. So there's just there's like nine books I'm gonna get over the course of like six months. So yeah, yeah, or ten right. months right now. So <laughs> it's just a waiting game. It's just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I know I could buy them digitally, but I I just really don't want to. Yeah, yeah, that's how. Yeah. I'll always prefer the uh, the paper copy. I'm the same way with my books, man. I, I know it's old school. I don't know if it's a dying yeah. medium, but I just I, I I like I like having a paper copy. Yeah, that that's the only thing I buy a physical edition of. Everything else that I buy, in terms of reading, it's pretty much all digital. Yeah. I mean, it is really cool. Just as I, on my bookshelf downstairs, it's really cool to be like that shelf is the Adventures volume. This one, the shelf below it is the idw universe and you know it is it's pretty cool and like the top shelf is all the mirage books that i have so yeah i mean it's it's pretty cool you know but Mm -hmm. everything else i buy is digital just because i mean a lot of times it's cheaper because you're not buying an actual bound book you know and uh depending on price because like there's there's a couple of books that i want to get like there's this great book great looking book i will say 
that is all about 80s and 90s animated series. Oh, you know, like He-Man, yeah. Smurfs, Ninja yeah, Turtles, yeah. Transformers. And it's like 35 bucks digitally. It's like, why? Wow. That's the same. That's the same. I was as actually going to buy it. Yeah. I know what Bush book you're talking about. I was going to buy that. I booked a million, but they wanted like, I think it was it was like 50 or $60. And I was like, yeah. I just don't have the money. I'm going to wait till the price drops till I get that. But yeah, I know exactly what book you're talking yeah. about. I mean, it's on my wish list. And when it's on sale, I'll buy it. But it's like 35 bucks for something I can't even actually hold in my hand. It's just, yeah. no, nah, that should be a $20 book. Sorry, but that's, I mean, that's what I, I mean, I'm sure there's reasons why it's not, but, you know, at this point, nah, not, I'm not pulling the trigger on that. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it is, you know, and thankfully, you know, being an adult, you know, that within the next three or four months, tax season, nay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I've announced this on the show yet, but I'll go ahead and do it, uh, um, my, all my our taxes are going towards uh, maternity leave. My my wife's pregnant, uh, and actually this coming Monday. Uh, so actually, as you guys are listening to this, I'll I'll know by then. But this coming Monday, uh, we'll find out if it's boy or girl. So we're really excited oh, cool. about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely text you guys, let you know, man. I've I've got a gut feeling it's a girl. I was just gonna put this out there, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. But uh, Josh is a pretty good name, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't uh, know. Uh, speaking of babies, uh, I have an announcement too. My brother is expected. Are you pregnant? To... Congratulations, no, no. dude! <laughs> he's gonna be a soccer player. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, my my brother. Um, my brother called me last week, and him and his wife are already expecting uh, baby number two hey, in July. Wow, nice. Haven't picked out a name yet, but it is gonna be an, another boy. Oh, um, sweet. So, what, when in July? Uh, I do what? When when is it in July? I think I think towards like the middle of July, I think. Oh, nice! Yeah, I know. Uh, baby number two is uh, July. I think July second or July third is the due date. So mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. Well, congratulations! You're 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 already a fun uncle. So there you go. You can spoil two two of your nephews. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And I would like to make an announcement that uh, I still only have five kids. So. <laughs> it's like, I have All not right. lost any of my five kids yet. <laughs> No matter how hard I try, no, there's still five every morning. Oh, I got two. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, All right. I will. T- I will say this though: naming a child is like the hardest thing you can do because what if the name sucks? Now the kids got to live with it for the rest of their lives. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh well, can't go if you have April. a group problem, you got to name her April. April. Oh I mean, gosh, yeah. You have to. I think my wife would divorce me. I'm not that there's anything wrong with it. But it'll be worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Well, so, uh, Mr. T, you got any news for us before we jump into our toy review? Yeah, I had a couple of uh, news stories real quick. Uh, Now, this this was actually announced uh, yesterday. Um, For those of you, well, Josh, this is actually good news for you. Um, (laughs) I could use it. For those of you who uh, who backed Andrew Modine's uh, Kickstarter project, TMNT Origin, he is actually taking pre-orders now. So even if you didn't back it, you it's still available for pre-order. Oh, awesome. Um, oh, that's cool. Email address, I don't know it at the top of my head. I actually posted it in the group. Um, so if you're, if you're interested, I think the book is going to be... Uh, 
I think thirty or forty dollars. I could be wrong, but it, but if you're interested and and you missed out on it, you can contact him. Uh, his name is Andrew Modine. That's A N D R E W M O D E N. Uh, send him a private message on Facebook, and he'll hook hook you up with that. Uh, he did reveal the official cover art. Um, I posted it in the group. It has a picture of Donatello and uh, uh, April. Uh, our good friend Ben Bishop has finally finished issue number one of Drawing Blood. Uh, so those will be shipping out very soon. Man, I can't uh, wait to read that. Yeah, that's the one I did back. I can't wait for that. Uh, big news uh, involving Rise of the TMNT. WWE superstar John Cena will be voicing a brand new villain by the name of Baron Draxum. According to uh, TeenageMutantTurtles.com, Baron Draxum will be a brand new villain. He is an alchemist warrior uh, mutant who wants to see all of the human race turn into mutants. So that's really cool. I'm, I'm actually really excited that they're going to be yeah. introducing some new, uh, some new mutants on there. Um, <laughs> I thought it was uh, really... It, it made me immediately think of uh, Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin because you've got John Cena being a scientist and Arnold Schwarzenegger was a scientist where they had to throw in that line where it was like, yeah, he's a scientist who specializes in cryogenics. Oh, it says here he's an Olympic triathlete. Oh, okay. Because they have to explain why Mr. Olympia is a scientist because nobody would ever believe that. So it's just, oh, well, he's a warrior alchemist because that's a thing. You know, so <laughs> that's awesome. Now, uh, now this next this next one, I'm not sure if I showed this in the group or not. Uh, this is on NinjaTurtles.com. Uh, uh, Forever Collectibles announces Iki's TMNT vinyl uh, Tiki statues. Oh, These are Ninja, so cool. Ninja Turtles Tiki statues. Um, they are available for pre-order. Um, yeah. Uh, they're fifteen dollars each, and it looks like they're coming out sometime in February. Uh, I may actually get these. These look really cool. They're basically, you know, if you see a tiki statue, you know what a tiki statue looks like. Yeah. Uh, but they're ba- ba- uh, basically they have um, three out right now. I think Donatella and Michelangelo are coming out later. Uh, sh- they have Shredder, Leonardo, and Raphael. Uh, so if you're interested, check those out. They look uh, really cool. I mean, admittedly, so. Uh, Rob, uh, this this one this one's right, right up your alley. Uh, do you remember the, the little uh, Ninja Turtles uh, ice cream bar treats? Yes, oh yes. Yeah. So they have a Ninja Turtle uh, plastic ice cream vinyl from a company called Culture Fly, and you can't eat these; they're they're, they're, they're just plastic. But uh, uh, I did hear that challenge if- accepted. <laughs> If you want to get the Raphael one, you need to go to a site called nickbox.com. It's a Nickelodeon exclusive, but these are really cool. They're basically like the Nickelodeon treats. They're kind of melted a little bit. They're they're for uh, display purposes, but they're they're $15 each. And if you want to order them, the website is uh, culturefly.myshopify.com. Uh, and they are available for pre-order right now. That's uh, fifteen dollars for each each one uh, plus tax. And, I will uh, tell you. I will say this though. I know exactly sorry. what you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about. They were a Luke. They were also like an exclusive to Loot Crate last year. Right. 
and you can buy those on eBay right now. And the, and I've looked them up because I almost got one, and they're not too expensive. Hmm. Right. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to wait, go on eBay and find. Just look up uh, TMT vinyl and ice cream, and you'll find it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now, this is a dumb question, what? but is it like a poster or something? No, it's it's a it's oh. a little you know like the Funko Pop figures. Yeah. Yeah. Think of that, but it's the Ninja Turtles ice cream bar. Oh no way! That's cool. Yeah, it's it's like a figure, but it's it's a statue basically. It's a vinyl statue, and it's it? yeah, it's probably like the size of your regular action figure, and it's just like it's kind of melted and has a little pool of ice cream, and that's what it actually stands that's on. It cool. balances on that and the ice cream stick. So oh. it's and they're pretty cool. They're I mean they're probably a little bit more expensive than what their pre order the pre orderable is for if you buy them on eBay, but they're probably worth it. I mean. You know, I I almost got one. I could have I if I would have spent like a hundred bucks, I could have got all four of them, but I didn't do it. Um, oh, I kind of want that now. That that's really cool. That looked great on the desk. What's really cool is that it comes in like a a Ninja Turtles uh, cardboard box shaped like the original mm-hmm. turtle. Oh. yeah, yeah. So that's Oh, you're not good yeah. for me, Thaddeus. You're not good for me. See, I know, right? He told me stuff. <laughs> And that was that's like my actual New Year's resolution was to be like more uh, cautious with what I'm buying because just because I don't have like room now. As like <laughs> I the, the next like action figures I know I'm getting or is when they reveal those Rise of the Ninja Turtle figures. I know I'm getting those. And then here comes Thaddeus. Well, did you know, sir? <laughs> you can blow more money here. Yes. It's like, dude, what are you the hell? I know. He knows us. He knows what we like. He's not good for us. Yeah, man. He's an enabler. He's and, like, I'll uh, tell you what, man. I'll give you the first one for free. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't get one. You're like, how much is a gram, man? Depends on what you want, fam. What's up? <laughs> this, I have one last uh, news article uh, now. According to Mark Pellegrini's timeline, this actually <laughs> comes after uh, the trial of Krang story arc. This is called uh, TMNT uh, Dimension X. Uh, the tra- the paperback is oh, yeah. uh, coming out January 30th. And um, you can actually order this on Amazon. It's, uh, I think, dollars nice. uh, So if you're interested in that, uh, check that out. And that's I think that's it for the Turtle News today. Awesome. Thanks, Mr. T. And uh, just to piggyback off what you said about uh, TMNT Origin... I did find that mm-hmm. link that you posted, and this is from the main man Andrew Modine himself. He says, "Thank okay. you for posting, or thank you for supporting TMNT Origin. For those unaware, this is an upcoming Mirage-based extended graphic novel, illustrated by mm-hmm. Jim Lawson, which successfully was funded last year. As work continues on the book, we'll open things up now for individual pre-orders. If you are interested, shoot me an email. That's again Andrew Modine uh, at Devil." Ban X, that's D E V I L B A N E X at Yahoo.com, and we can put you down for it. And I awesome. do I do have to say, man, the cover looks pretty sweet. I don't know who did that. Uh I'm sure he has it cited somewhere. I just don't see it right now. Man, that's a gorgeous cover. It looks it looks like yeah. Freddie Williams artwork, but I, I don't think it was him. It was somebody else, but boy. No, it, it was somebody else. I, I, I thought I thought I when I posted, I thought it had the 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 name, but it might have been cut off when I posted it. But I, I can always ask him and just uh, post it in the group later. Oh yeah, you probably, you probably did somewhere, but yeah, I I'm just technologically inept, man. 
I can't find it right now, but yeah, the cover looks <laughs> amazing. So. Yeah, because the one cool thing about about the cover thing was that he was actually doing a a voting poll a voting poll for uh for for everybody that pre ordered he actually or for everybody that backed it he actually let each person like choose their own cover. Um, hmm. So for me, this 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 is like this is actually going to be the cover that I get, and I actually thought this was like the, the best one out of like all all the other ones. Not to say the other ones were bad. Oh, it's yeah, just it's personal. It's preference. just for me. Just for me, this one really pops out, and I and I really like kind of like the 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 whole spacey kind of time travel thing, uh, with it. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. As as soon as, uh, I hear some more information on like when when they're gonna be shipped, I'll definitely read it and uh I'll I'll do a a video review on it. So wow, oh, good deal, man. Sounds great. All right, so uh, I I hear we have a pretty interesting toy review today. All right. Yeah, man. So I want to float an idea by you, you know, in the interest of time so we could so we can do an efficient toy review. And just so I can kind of go off the cuff, I'm going to throw this idea out there. It's going to be called the uh, the Turtle Toy Minute, where I will have 60 seconds to review a action figure. And at the end of 60 seconds, Rob is going to give me the uh, cutoff. And then no matter what. No matter what I've said or what I have left to say, it's done. No, wait like, a minute. You're better. not going to get mad at me when I do this, are you? No. No, 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 no. Okay. Are we no, doing that I right promise now? Not to, I promise not to get mad at you for an idea that I floated your way. <laughs> but then uh, it's you we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but if it's Jay Weezy, we're done. Oh, you know? sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's understandable. All right. So this week, so and, and give me time to introduce the figure, and then I'll tell you when to go, and you'll just time me, okay? Sure, sure. Is this the one you were telling us about earlier? You're going to do that with this? Yep, right here. Okay, all right. I'm excited. All right, so this week we are going to actually step away from Turtles and talk about the uh, Toxic Crusaders. Yeah! Uh, so the reason we're talking Toxic Crusaders is because Playmates Toys actually put out a line of Toxic Crusaders figures based on the characters found within the Toxic Crusaders uh, animated series. The series and the figures themselves came out in 1991, and there was a set of nine figures produced, plus three vehicles, I believe. I have got all five of the Toxic Crusaders here. There's to- the leader, Toxie. There's Major Disaster, uh, No Zone, Headbanger, and Junkyard. Uh, all five figures are amazingly detailed and funny-looking sculpts. And they are all completely in scale with the Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures from the first series of figures introduced in 1988. So, without further ado, this is going to be my one-minute review challenge of Toxie. Okay, so, here we go. Whenever you're ready, Rob, just let me know. All right, Josh, work steady. You're on. Okay, so Toxie, the leader of the Toxic uh, Crusaders. He is a standard Playmates figure from 1991. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points of articulation, which is standard for the figures of the time of their manufactured. He, even though being only about three colors of green, orange, and black, he is highly, highly detailed. You see every boil, every scar, every postule, every pimple. Now, unfortunately, I do not have accessories for this figure, so I can't do a review of Mop or, you know, that little globby thing that goes on the dark. Um, so... He is a super buff figure. He's got the red, white, and blue sweatband on his wrist. He's got an orange bandana tied across his forehead and a dead eye that's kind of oozing down by his cheekbone. 
He is a got a grimacing looking face, and you know what? He actually looks pretty buff and looks really cool standing next to Muckman from the Ninja Turtles. Ten seconds. Uh, what's that? Oh, shut! Sh- I'll shut up. Go ahead. Oh well, it's, it's done now. So <laughs> <laughs> I was warning you. I have ten I, seconds. So I'm gonna give you ten. Extra I think you seconds. gave me the ten second warning. I was like, what? Nine eight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, keep so going. there you go that's one minute that's taxi all you know that's that's all you need to know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i kind of found you up there i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah oh okay well hey i really enjoyed that that was cool at least you weren't like eh, you know so. i thought about it i really did think about it <laughs> <laughs> all right good deal so okay I, I can you just show me that uh figure one more time yeah I love the color scheme of that figure. That that bright orange with the green backdrop and the blue belt. Man, that's yeah. a gorgeous looking figure. Yeah, ugly as yeah, sin, but gorgeous. I really like this. The only thing that it's missing um, is like you know, if you remember, the Toxic Crusaders were based on the film series of the Toxic Avenger, mm-hmm. the very very R rated film scene. It's very funny, very gruesome, but uh, he always wore a tutu. You know. Oh yeah. And. This figure doesn't have that, which is fine. I understand. But it, it, it would have been nice to have had that on there. Because um, I remember I had this figure when I was a kid, and he didn't even come with one that you could put on him. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. I don't really care. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the accessories for this. I wish I at least had his mop, uh, <laughs> but I don't. And But I don't have accessories for any of them. They just kind of stand there. But uh, I've got so many Ninja Turtle accessories that yeah. they, they can hold pretty much anything. Yeah, you sharing know? is caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what the 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 Toxic Crusaders? It's really funny. They were actually a super positive, like jovial group of superheroes that were all about environmental protection. That's you awesome. know, it's it's really cool. It was like the really gruesome looking Captain Planet. You know, <laughs> and you know, um, speaking of Worm that we mentioned earlier that Anthony Hernandez reviewed, yeah. he almost looks like he belongs in the Toxic Crusaders line. You know, because of the vibrant yeah. colors and the skulls. yeah Worm and Muckman. They look yeah. like they just. They, Fit right in, yeah, and they, and they've even got some villains. Uh, the Ninja Turtles have a couple villains that look like they fit right in, like Mutagen Man or Scumbug or something yeah, like that. Yeah, no know? kidding, no kidding. But you know, I've I have thought about getting a couple of the. I mean, there's only a few, there's three villain, four villains from the uh, uh, series, and I just I nah, I just wanted the Toxic Crusaders. So. <laughs> That's awesome, cool. So you think you'll do that again next week? Yeah, you know, I kind of want to challenge myself a little bit because I'm so long-winded that it's just I want (laughs) to really just give the basics of what a figure is. And I know me, and I know you guys, that tour review would have been 20 minutes of us BSing about this guy. You know, so (laughs) it was just like one minute, done. Yes, I like it. Very good, very good. And what are the prices on those, Josh? Are they too expensive? The, the I got them loose, no accessories. So I spent a, I mean, I probably spent a little bit more than I should have. I Toxy because he's so popular. I got him for around twenty five. Oh, okay. You know, they they are a bit more expensive because there there was such a limited run. I mean, yeah. there was one series of nine figures, and they were put out thirty years ago almost. You know, yeah. so I mean, like people know what they have when they got it. So that's true. That is true. You know, so I mean, you're gonna pay. I I mean, honestly, and it's it's hard to find figures like that because there's a lot of like toxic figures that I looked up that were being sold broken. You know, like missing a limb or like I saw one that was like the the plastic around the neck 
was missing. So you just saw the little plastic peg inside wow. holding the head to the body. I was like, who the hell is going to buy that? And the dude wanted like 40 bucks for it. I was like, what are you trying to accomplish? There? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, and Toxie seems to be the most expensive one. Um, the other figures I got for around, you know, fit 10, 15 bucks a piece. And, you know, they were, they're, they're well worth it. I think they, they fit right in playmates, toys that in my opinion they were the best toy manufacturer in the 90s like nobody beat them yeah. you know kenner hasbro uh mattel i just i i see i don't see the same level of quality from them hmm. you know yeah yeah oh i do love their sculpts man so excellent review my friend their sculpt review is like second to none in my opinion you yes know? i agree i agree let's kick show And welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes, episode 109, I think. I think it's 109. Yeah. Of uh, Turtle Flakes Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Rob, and joining with me, as always, is my main man, my partner in Turtle Crime, Mr. Josh O'Rourke. How are you, buddy? Doing good. Hi. Cowabunga, everyone. <laughs> Cowabunga, man. And, uh, of course, our good buddy, the, the voice of reason on our show, Mr. T. How are you? Hey, Cowabunga. Doing great. Oh, look, I'll tell you what. These guys, I'm just listeners... These guys are saints because we have been battling tech issues for about an hour now. I don't want to bore you guys with the details here, but I had this great Skype recorder, right? Well, it ended up messing up the last episode, so I'm going back to the old one that I used for this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time if there's any skipping. I'm working on it. We'll try to get this fixed by the next episode, but uh, hopefully this file is fine and, and you guys can hear us correctly or the way we're supposed to be heard i guess i don't know it sounds weird but yeah this is part two of our 2003 era special here and i think now josh correct me if i'm wrong here i think what we're going to start doing from now on is actually dividing the era episodes um so the first half of the eras that we do say if it's a classic era episode or of course the 2003 episode um we are gonna do a toy review and we will do a comic review and then yeah. the second part, which will air the next week, would be the the green screen, you know, of that particular era. Um, and in this case, it would be the uh, Shredder Strikes Part 2, I believe. I think that's what it was called. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that how we're going to do it from now on? You know, roughly about an hour? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So hopefully we can make shorter shows and just, you know, kind of put the uh, strain off of us recording because like we we're recording like two hour two and a half hour long episodes and it's sure yeah sure. that's cool but i'm not the one editing all this so <laughs> well 90 percent of stuff i edit it's me so you're, you're good there um all right yeah. but uh but no also but... because you know the majority of us have wives so yes yes you know we can't really it kind of sucks but saturday morning spend the first three hours of your saturday morning holding a baby Okay. Yes. Bye. <laughs> oh yes. No, I know exactly what you mean. And plus, you know, let, let's face it, guys. Like some of the stuff that we read, you know, when we were cramming it all into one episode, 
you, you kind of feel like you got to rush it a little bit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> in theory, when we were doing the last episode, um, we were we were actually talking about this particular comic issue, which is Volume Four, Issue Ten, which is a major issue and a beast of an issue. It's about sixty pages long. Well, yeah. we were we were talking about that issue. And, uh, you know, we, we probably spent a good hour, hour and a half talking about it because there was a lot of stuff to talk about. And, you know, honestly, we want to dedicate more time to these particular things. And I think by dividing it, there's not much of a rush. There's not that pressure to, you know, go ahead and wrap it up so you can get on to the next thing. So, yeah. So really yeah, nothing's well, not, changing. Not only that, I think, I think we went way too in depth with it. <laughs> with the last comic. Because, like, the last comic, let's be honest, it's 60 pages. And there's a lot of that kind. There's, a, I mean, yeah, you want to mention the art, yeah, you want to mention line by line, but it's just like you know, yeah. Okay, we've been talking about page forty-one for like three hours now, you know. So <laughs> they yeah. didn't put that much thought into it. So <laughs> right, right. And and speaking of that last recording, um, one last thing I'll say about the tech issues is we had a great discussion about the comic. Uh, and it's it's a very very monumental comic, but for some reason. It only recorded Josh and Thaddeus. If for some reason my Skype recorder did not record my track, record my track, so we yeah. couldn't really use it unless you didn't want to hear me, which is a possibility, a strong possibility. I don't want to hear me. Uh, not, well, not according to that. Uh, uh, what was it? That call we got last week. They don't want to hear me. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of calls, we did get some more feedback this week from our good old buddy Brian. We'll, we'll play that here in a minute. But let me go ahead and get through the links real quick, guys, so we can rock and roll here. So. Uh, uh, if you want to send us an email, our email address is turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at turtleflakes. We have a Facebook group page with, which, uh, Mr. T mans. And that, uh, group page is facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. We do have a turtlecom hotline at 865-309-4875. Uh, check out our good friend, Mark Pellegrini at tmntentity.blogspot.com. He writes a lot of great reviews. I mean, the guy's a writing machine, writes just about every day, and he's been pretty much a main source for a lot of our information, you know, as far as timelines and as far as, um, you know, the turtle tips that he does goes. Uh, great stuff there. So check out that blog when you, whenever you get a chance. Um, another good friend of the show, Anthony Hernandez, a.k.a. BatBomb82. He's on YouTube, and he has a special that he does dedicated to the classic and modern turtle toys called Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday. So if you just search up that Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday and or Bat Bomb 82, you'll find all of his reviews, all family-friendly and just really high-quality stuff. Um, we're also proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. It's just a network of family-friendly retro podcasts. And we are proud partners of the Retro Gaming Times Magazine, which is the longest-running free online magazine dedicated to classic games and electronics. So, you know, those are... All the links, check them all out. They're in the show notes. And um, as far as announcements go, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but I will announce that uh, we're in talks with Dan Berger. He's not going to be on the show, but we were actually going to ask him some questions, and uh, uh, we were going to share his his thoughts and responses on the show. Uh, so really excited about that. What an incredibly nice guy he is, you know, just from the few times I've talked to him, you know, just exchanging emails. Just very helpful, very thorough, uh, very friendly and approachable. Kind of reminds me of Jim Lawson, just just really nice, approachable guy in the turtle community, and one of the original creators. So it's it's cool to have him share some thoughts on our humble show. So uh, that's it for me for announcements. But uh, you guys got anything you want to announce? Uh, no, no I, I had my, you know, I had 
a, a few announcements from ninjaturtles.com but I, I can just post them in the group it's no big deal okay it wasn't anything it wasn't anything major it was just a few like a new toy announcement and then like the whole uh uh, John Cena is going to be a, a new villain in the Rise mm. of the TMNT. Yeah. Yeah, what was his name again? Yeah. Um, John Cena. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Like, you can't like, mutate like, him. Uh, it was like Baron Draxon, I think, is his character yeah. name. Yeah. 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 He's like a ground mutant that wants like all of humanity to be turned into mutants. So, yeah. I'll yeah. always, always welcome uh, new villains on the show. Uh, that, that was one of the things that I really liked about the tw- 2012 series was uh, they had a huge like rogue gallery of just like brand new mutants. Yeah. Oh, that reminds yeah, it, me. So it'll be the... it'll be interesting to see how John Cena plays a villain. You know, having spent like the last ten years basically being Captain America, <laughs> <laughs> even when he was a rapper, he was still kind of. Still kind of yeah. Now he's kind of pretending to be a uh, a veteran for for the last ten years. Yeah, true, true. I wonder. Yeah. You know what? I hope he does the tagline. You know, you can't mutate me. Oh, you can't see me. Yep, you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. He like drops like a smoke bomb. He's like, you can't see me, and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, we did get some feedback this week, and we really, really appreciate the. The, the folks that uh, emailed in. Oh, and as a matter of fact, that reminds me, we had a good friend and a fellow podcaster email us from across or over the seas here. Let, let me pull up that email real quick. Yes, uh, so this is from Christian from, let's see, uh, what's the name of it? TMNT Dare Talk. This is from a, it's a German podcast here. And this is, oh, wow. it was what a great, what a great surprise here. So uh, let me read this email real quick. Uh, this is from Christian. Hey, dudes. Long-time listener here. My name is Christian. I'm from Austria and Europe, and uh, Austria, Europe, and I am the host of a German TMNT podcast called TMNT Dare Talk, which means TMNT The Talk. I thought <laughs> it was about time that, that I tell you one thing. You guys are awesome. I always enjoy listening to your episodes. They're funny, they're entertaining, and they are full of Ninja Turtles. What more do I need? Jesus, he talking about us, eh? You can't be talking about <laughs> us. <laughs> uh... Yeah, keep it up and and have fun. I will definitely be here listening. Oh, and if you are ever in the mood for a crossover podcast episode with TMNT Dare Talk, just tell me. I would love to talk to you about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or as they were called here in Europe in the '90s, the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Keep it clean and keep it green. You guys rock, Christian. Uh, and he also provided a link to his show. It's tmnttalk.blogspot.com. So. Oh, Christian, thank you, man. That was really nice. I like how he's all the way out in Austria and he's telling me to keep it clean. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. See, see, people are, people are listening. <laughs> yeah. Just, all right, got to keep that Josh on a leash, man. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, well, Christian, absolutely, man. To answer your question, absolutely. I'm all for, you know, crossovers and things like that. Um, I know you, one of these days I'd love to get a uh, uh, crossover episode with uh, – Buyuka Show or Turtle Power Podcast or, or you know any of the guys because Josh and and Mr T and, and my philosophy is we're all fans let let's have fun and and be nerds yeah. for a little while so yeah. and thank you for the for the kind words about the show I cannot wait to give your show a listen hopefully it's in English or maybe I can run a translator through it <laughs> but it's <laughs> a, it's awesome to see you know Turtle uh, podcasts all throughout the world because you know. Let's face it, the Ninja Turtles, they're huge. They're worldwide, and there are fans yeah. everywhere. So, um, 
guys, go check out his show. It's called TMNT Dare Talk, and I believe he's he's talked to Kevin Eastman once before too. So uh, some really great uh, content there. I know he's put out several episodes, you know, over over a hundred that I know of. Uh, so definitely been around for a while, and definitely is consistent and high quality. Go check it out, guys. And thank you again, Christian, for the email. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm really nervous about talking to somebody from Austria because that was I was around that area for a couple of years. Really hope this guy didn't run into <laughs> me when I was like 23 <laughs> and like just a really bad person then. You know, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> See, I wonder, I wonder what you were like back in the day, there, Josh. We um, always, you guys, you guys would not be my friends. And, really? You know, I just, quite, <laughs> yeah, you guys would not have been my friends. Yeah, Josh then. would have made fun of us, I think. Well, I mean, like I, I mean, I was never sober. I was always just like really, just like I was always either in some kind of varying severity of hungover, or oh, I was gosh. on my way to go get hammered. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well... in between like starting fights or getting in fights or like. Waking up on people's yards, you know, just no what? You know, Where just... am I? Oh well, well, you know what? Well, look, look how far you've come, though, man. You're on the yeah. Turtle Podcast with us. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and now, also... it's actually step three of the twelve step program. <laughs> yes, we still am doing it yet. Surrender to a higher power. Reach out for help. Turtle Power Podcast. Okay, yeah, <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Turtle Flick Podcast. Sorry. That's right. That's right. But, uh, yeah, Turtle Power is really good, too. <laughs> the Turtle Com. Maybe that's Michelangelo now. This is Donatello. Come in. All right. So um, we also got a phone call uh, this week from our good buddy Brian, who is – first of all, Brian, <laughs> thank you for always reaching out to us, man. We love hearing your calls. Dude, I'm, I'm a Volume 4 defender. I'm with you, man. Uh, so let's go ahead and – I gotta pull mine up. I put it in. I sent you the file on Skype, but I've lost my file. So let me see if I can find it. Hey guys, I, this is Brian from out in Salt Lake. Volume four forever. Uh, just wanted. To, I saw that you guys were asking for phone calls. hadn't received any in a while, so I thought I would uh, comment on one of your last uh, episodes that just got released, where uh, Josh is talking about how he, he just isn't a fan of of the 2003 cartoon. And Here you know what? You're just objectively wrong, right? Because <laughs> it's Peter Laird's cartoon, he had direct control over it. It's based on the original Volume 1 comic book with some of the stuff oh. from Volume 4, which makes it even better. So, you know, you just got to back off from your criticism of Volume 4 <laughs> and uh, just continue the love. Good to see you guys. Talk to you later. All right. Oh, Brian, boy, I- I'm with you, buddy. Preach it, man. Preach it. <laughs> okay, Brian. Hold on. Hold oh, I on. Love it. I love it. Here we go. Here You're we go. Good. You're gonna tell me that I'm wrong, yeah. and then and then tell me continue to love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's okay you, to admit you're wrong. <laughs> let, let me tell you something about love. Okay, it's about uh... accepting other people's faults. Okay. <laughs> So we overlook yours all the time. <laughs> if I'm supposed to, if I'm supposed to love Ninja Turtles, if we're all supposed to love what we're doing, you have to accept that maybe I just don't like certain things. You know, <laughs> Rob and Thaddeus love Volume Four and the 2003 That's animated true. series, and I don't fault them that, and they don't fault me nah. for just not liking it. We joke, we joke a lot. You know, Rob's <laughs> just like. You're going to Rob is like the ultimate. <laughs> oh, Rob is hate for saying this. Rob is kind of like the ultimate like abusive boyfriend. He's just like, 
you don't understand how much I love you, so I have to just like beat you into submission about this show. You just <laughs> you don't get it. I love this, man. And it's just like, yeah, okay, I just I just don't like it. You know, <sighs> I'm you know, let's let's not skip over the fact that I have like every DVD for that series too yes. downstairs. You know, I I I bought all of it without knowing whether or not I was gonna like it. And it's just like I just don't care for it. You know, <laughs> I get that a lot. There was a lot of effort put in there. You know, I, I, I get it. They, they had Peter Laird had X amount of control where he didn't the, uh, uh, with the, the first animated series, but it's also not like he didn't have anything to do with that first series or the next mutation or the films or, you know, it's just, you know, he's had input with everything. And it's not like the 2003 series just didn't go off the rails with um, with that animated series. I mean, it is. I mean, Raphael, I'm sorry. I'm not going to cease and desist on my argument that Raphael, <laughs> the dude who's trying way too hard to be tough and be taken seriously. And Casey Jones just kind of. Casey Jones is just kind of creepy in those first early seasons when he sees eight was like, Oh, there's a girl. Oh, that's not true. What about his I dynamic gotta, with April, uh, angel? You know, what's that? What about, what about his, uh, that, that episode with angel? That was great. Oh, that one episode out of like a 200 episode series. Wait a minute. We're only through the first season. <laughs> that one time. Yeah. Oh, get out of here. That's fine. It's fine. You know, dude. And volume four, the volume four of the comics, I do like it, and but it, it and but I recognize that it takes a long time to get where it needs to go, and that that is a common complaint from a lot of people. You know, I'm not the only one saying that it's a very slow read. It's a very slow burn of a story. That's fine, and he's really not going to like my critiques on issue ten because spoilers. I didn't really like it. Oh well, I can't wait till we talk about it. Yeah, well, you know, okay, um, I'm sorry, nanomachine turtle bots. Turtle robots inside of a person physically fighting with nunchucks and swords. But it's <laughs> it's Ninja Turtles. Come on, you got to roll with it. And a giant nano, a giant microscopic bug with buzz, with chainsaw hands. Okay. Which was awesome. That's that's, that's fine. It's <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I get it. I, I kind of can't. I'm not going to bash it too hard because it's in a comic book called Ninja Turtles. Exactly. It's not, I mean, it's not like it's the Godfather. You know, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. You know, I understand there are things you have to accept a little bit of levity with the with whatever it is you're reading or watching. I get it. I give it that much credit. Mm-hmm. But there's just certain things that I don't like. Well, Thaddeus, Thaddeus loves the 2003 series. You know, Thaddeus, when Robin, when Rob was dealing with uh, his computer problems, Thaddeus and I were talking about the 2012 series and how he just didn't like the idea of the Nickelodeon series, but sure. he gave it a chance. The 2003 series, I don't care for it. I'm not. I've never said it was bad. I've never said Peter Laird should be ashamed of it. I've never said that those voice actors should never work again because of being associated with this. I just don't care for it. But every week that we have an episode where we do a green screen or we read a comic book in volume four, I give it a fair chance. And if I don't like it, I'm going to tell you why. 
And I'm not saying that my opinion should be your opinion. So please. To be fair. Now, Brian, I'm with you, buddy. And when we're trying to to be entertaining, if I make a couple of jokes about it, just understand (laughs) that that's part of entertaining people. That's, you know, because if I just, if Rob just said this issue was good, do you agree? Yes, I agree. Nobody's going to download that episode. (laughs) So we're (laughs) trying to anyway. (laughs) people who are taking the time to listen to it. Well, okay. All right. Well, a couple things I want to address with that statement. First of all, Josh, I love you, buddy, and I agree with a lot of things you're saying. Okay. Um, But here's I'm off the show. (laughs) (laughs) I know where it's going. We're we're tired of you. We're bringing Jay Weezy back. No. (laughs) No, I'm breaking up with you before you – this is a preemptive breakup. (laughs) You can't break up with me. I quit. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. Uh, First of all, Brian, dude, I'm with you. Brian and I share the same opinions, and you you definitely mentioned that, Josh, that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're pro – Volume 4, we're pro-2003 cartoon, but in defense of the cartoon, I'm not saying you have to like it, but I'm saying, you know, and you would admit this, you've not seen every episode, you've seen right. probably right. a couple episodes from each season, uh, yeah. overall, maybe maybe more than that. More, um, more or less, yeah, I have, yes. Right, and right, and so there's still time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, you have, you definitely have. So uh, I guess my only point I'm trying to say is... There's still time. You got to give it a little bit more time um, <laughs> because it's it's one of those things. Collectively, I think it's a great series. Does that mean it's perfect? Absolutely not. There there's no. some throwaway episodes. Um, I know uh, in season one, one I immediately think of is the garbage man episode. I just that was a monster of the week kind of episodes. It didn't get me. There are there are some throwaway episodes, but there were also tons of throwaway episodes in the original cartoon as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. There's going to be some stinkers, you know, they can't all be winners, but I do think overall, if you're a fan of the comic books, the 2003 series does a pretty nice job with adapting a lot of things from the comic books. Now, yeah, is yeah. It, it's it's a completely different acquired taste than the original cartoon, but um, it's it's to each his own, and you know what, That that's I definitely agree with what you said, Josh. Uh, it's it's great to have different opinions. It's great to yeah. have a little diversity. It kind of makes things a lot more fun. And you it's know, and, it's a group dynamic. Sure. Yeah. And, and and one thing about Josh that our listeners might not know is Josh is a very very funny guy. And sometimes he just says things just to kind of push our buttons, even if <laughs> even if he doesn't really mean it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you know, a lot of a lot of times, you know, he's just kidding or being sarcastic, you know, just to get a rise out of me because he knows how much I love something. So yeah. please, please know that, you know, no, you know what? No, Brian from Utah. I really appreciate that. You had, you had the backbone to be like, dude, you're wrong. And I love there. that about Brian. You know, and that's cool. You know, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I'm glad that you just, I'm glad that you backed up why you said I was wrong instead uh-huh. of just saying you're wrong. Hashtag boycott Josh, you know, right, right. Or, you know, write us a bad review on iTunes or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm glad that he had the backbone to be like you. I think, I think you're wrong. And this is why. I think you're wrong about me being wrong. You know, <laughs> let me just, I, whatever you're, whatever, you know? So, but it's just, you know, I'm glad you like it. We yeah. can't like different things and still like, and I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like turtles. I just don't care for that one animated series. It's not like they haven't had five television shows, you know? <laughs> you know. Well, um, and you know, I'll tell you what. Speaking of diversity, you'll see that all over the Technodrome forums. And yeah. sometimes, and I'm not bashing the forums, I get a lot of great information from that. And there's a lot of really positive people there. But there's yeah. also a lot of negativity too. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of opposing opinions. And sometimes, unfortunately, you see where people say, "No, you're wrong, and you're an idiot," you know, because you don't know as much as yeah. I do about the turtles. Yeah. Uh, 
And, you know, that's a shame because, you know, we're all fans. There's not one fan that's better than another. It's just we love the Turtles, and we're going to have different opinions because we're different people. And as long as it stays respectful, that that's always been our mentality. You know, we, we try to keep this a positive thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to have different opinions. Josh and I bicker over our opinions all the time. But, you know, we've never, ever gotten at each other's throats for something as silly as the Ninja oh, Turtles, no. you know. no. And I will say one final thing about the 2003 series. And uh, Thaddeus actually made me think of this uh, because he asked me, what was the first episode I watched? And the first episode of the 2003 series I watched was actually the Turtles Forever uh, movie. And that acts, oh. as, that acts as the final season. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, is, that is the actual series finale. It's an hour-long episode. And in that, and I am of the opinion that, and, and it did kind of taint my um, uh, view of the 2003 series a little bit. Uh, because... They did. Uh, it is a very cool story of an epic crossover with the 1988 turtle or the 87 turtles and the 2003 turtles, and I felt that they were just really, really mean spirited in their handling of the 87 turtles. I agree. Because, I agree. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, because purely because Peter Laird doesn't seemingly, in my opinion, I might be wrong. I kind of hope I am. But in my opinion, Peter Laird is kind of embarrassed by the 87 series and he just didn't like it, you know, because it got so cartoony, you know, because, I mean, it's a cartoon, you know, (laughs) and but they were really mean spirited in their handling of the Ninja Turtles about how they just acted like giant toddlers. None of their weapons worked properly. They I mean, they shot uh, mutants from the 2003 series with lasers from the 87 turtle van and excuse me, and the lasers just kind of bounced off. off (laughs) Yeah. It's like nothing worked. And it's just like, you know, and even splinter from the 87 series seemingly seemed like he preferred the 2003 turtles to his sons from the 1987 series. It's like, I don't see they were, they were almost in my opinion, they were very disrespectful to that series that made sure that ensured they all had a job for the next 30 years you know because without the 87 series there would not have been a 2003 series and i kind of think that the people working on the 2003 series knew that and didn't like it Hmm. they didn't like that and so when i watched the um 2003 series from what i've seen somehow because i haven't watched all of it and i've watched it all out of order you know because I just haven't wanted to go through it and watch it all in continuity. And plus, I mean, that's like a hundred hours of TV and I just don't have a hundred hours to sit and watch cartoons (laughs) with a wife and five kids. And, um, every time I've watched an episode, they've done some kind of referential humor to the original series and it's all kind of been mean spirited. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they just, Oh, go ahead. I don't mean to, no, no, no. It's, I was just probably going to say the same thing you were. They just, they don't seem like you, sh- you shouldn't take that one seriously. We didn't know what we were doing. This is what we really want turtles to be. And it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the emo teenager of the Ninja Turtles animated series, you know? Oh it, my goodness. It just, it really is. It's, what is it? It's, it's dark and we're brooding and we're here. We're in New York, man. And we're going to fight gangs. And it's just, it's like okay, so yeah, nobody take us seriously, please. Take- oh Lord, 
We're going to get so much hate mail for this. That's fine. <laughs> no, and, and if you disagree with me, it's fine. You know, but that's just what I feel. And sure, you know, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my opinion to change. But so far it hasn't, you know, you You're know, waiting I, for the world to change. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and I really like there are things about it. I really like I love the episodes with Usagi Ojimbo. I like what they did with uh, the uh, Street Phantom kind of technology, you mm-hmm. know, uh, where it was the Foot Clan using it. Um, yeah. You know, competently. That's how the that's how the Street Phantom should have done it. There's modern stuff that I don't care for either. Um, and I really like the Dark Turtles. You know, the only 2003 series Ninja Turtle figures I own are the Turtles and the and the Evil Clone Turtles. Mm-hmm. Really like what they did with those. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, there it is. I put it all out there. I don't care <laughs> for the 2003 series, but I'm willing to have my opinion changed by it. So yeah, when wow, it, there you go. Oh. You know, so, see, so there's hope. There is hope yeah, for Josh. There always <laughs> is. You know, I mean, there is. I mean, the the TMNT Volume Four comics. I'll admit it's slow, but it's it's good. You know, yes. it's mature storytelling for the turtles. And guess what? I mean, the Ninja Turtles are like in their thirties. Guess what you do in your thirties? You kind of just stand around in a room and talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That, that's what the turtles are doing right now. It's it's the most realistic take of the Ninja Turtles because like. You know, the Ninja Turtles, you think about the turtles and are always fighting something. And this is the comic book about when I'm going to go make a sandwich. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> I'm to get, get a cup milk. of coffee. I'm going to check out my new MacBook. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. A lot of Apple placement there. So, Brian from Utah, glad you like it. Have yes. fun watching it. Yeah, hey, uh, thank you, Brian, for, for the... The last twenty minutes of discussion here. But, Sorry, uh, no, no, it's great. I love it. I, I really do. And thank you, Brian, for for calling. And dude, please keep uh, keep the calls coming. I'd love to hear what you think about issue ten too. You know what your first impressions of that comic were. Uh, so please, I, I challenge you to call back in next week, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> or I guess the following week, whenever whenever it is we record again. But uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, man. I'd love to hear what you think about Splinter. Okay, so uh, Josh. Hoser, do you have a toy review you want to do real quick? Um, well, that's up to you, man. You think this? You unless you, you still want to do the speed review? Yeah, I think that's kind of what I would like to do. Okay, so. let me get my stopwatch. Hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep, pizza mm. above, actually. Well, I was gonna give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? Okay, so this week. I'm going to review the uh, Dragon Lord action figure from the Ninja Turtles Next Mutation action figure line. Oh, nice. So, well, that sounds kinda, good. Well, you just let me yeah, know when you want to start. It, I might put it on a shelf and just kind of haven't done anything with it yet. So, yeah, here we go. Hey, there you go. So, are you ready? Okay, yeah, just let me know when. All right. Josh, the floor is yours. Okay. What happened with this figure? This is just a giant... <laughs> <laughs> the dragon, but he's dressed all in white with a red cape. What happened with this action figure? That's just, true. He doesn't look anything like the Dragon Lord from the uh, live action uh, series. He doesn't have any kind of green or scales, except on he's got green scales on his elbows. Why? You know, <laughs> from his objectively from his uh, white uniform and his red cape, gold armor, which actually looks really cool. 
you know, it kind of got the shredder spikes going on the shoulders and the elbows and the uh, the the mask that he wears. Outside of that, he's got a just a plain white uniform on, and he looks nothing like the character from the series. The articulation is good. It's got the same uh, seven points of articulation. Actually, this one's got two, four, six, eight, nine points of articulation. Looks great. Got a really menacing-looking red eyes on his uh, head sculpt. Looks awesome. You know, that looks good. Okay, time. I'm sorry, man. I feel bad cutting you off. Uh, no, it's cool, man. I mean, there's pieces <laughs> of this figure that look great, but overall, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, – so how many Cowabungas would you give – or how many uh, – let's see. What was the name of the little guy? Wick? Yeah. Wick? How many Wicks out of ten would you give this? I'd give this one five. Wow. No <laughs> yeah. Kidding. You know, the the tur- if you want to buy next mutation figures, buy the turtles. Don't just buy those because that's, oh, where, that's where all the money went, seemingly. And yeah. I was I was looking forward to getting this figure too. And when I finally got it in hand, I was like, oh crap, I kind of wasted money, didn't I? <laughs> and that how, happens. How much are these going for? I got mine for twenty. I mean, I, it's Dragon Lord that's not bad. cheap. You you'll find them between twenty and thirty bucks. Yeah, and oh, I got it in box too. So. Well, hey, that's not too bad. Not too bad. You know, and. You know, I I can't even stand him up proper. I can't even stand him up on his feet. You know, I have to use the cape. I have. He's got like one <laughs> leg and the cape, and that's what holds him up. And so it's just, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I that's have, that's a shame. Yeah. Hopefully, IDW will bring him back. You know what? Yeah, I, I, that doesn't mean I don't care for the Dragon Lord. I kind of, I mean, he's his skill set is awesome, and his yeah. look is awesome. There's nobody that really looks like him. You know, I mean, that's true. I yeah. really like the guy, but just what happened with this action figure? It's just a <laughs> white action figure when this dude walked around in black armor and no mask on. <laughs> you know, it's just, what happened? <laughs> what happened? I know, I know. That's a shame. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes you wonder if you know how, why the wires got crossed when they when they designed some of the toys because you'll see some radically different things. You know, yeah, and there's unintended figure looked. For the most part, their Shredder figure looks cool. I can't really say more than that because I don't have that figure. And I was going to actually start getting the next mutation figures, but then I got this one. I was like, no, I'm just going to stick with the turtles. <laughs> just gonna, I've got those the five turtles from that uh, series, so I'm just going to keep it there. You know? Sure enough. And wow. plus there are some figures in that line that are really expensive, like Silvermane or the rank figures, which are basically like the foot soldiers. Uh, you know the Dragon Lord's foot soldiers, basically. Mm-hmm. Those are going for like forty-five bucks a pop. Wow, no yeah, kidding. Because I mean, they didn't make a lot of them, and so I don't know. Yeah. So, well, good deal, man. Good deal. Uh, it's nice to always hear the reviews on the next mutation figures because those are figures I don't even remember in the stores. So it's all new to me. I mm-hmm. I saw them once when I was a kid. Yeah. I saw wow. it, of all places I saw it like in a Walgreens too. And I was gonna I remember <laughs> wanting to pick one up, but I, I think it was even a Venus figure. It's like I kinda wanna get that, but I didn't have the money for it at the time, so Man, that was the only time I ever saw it. Hello, violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be screwed. Well, all right, guys, so uh, that brings us to our comic of the day, so or comic of the week, I should say, and this is basically a repeat of what we discussed last week, and we, again, apologize that we couldn't get that 
that episode published because of uh, tech issues. So this is a big one here. This is, we're returning to volume four here. This is issue 10, which was published in June of 2003. The writing, lettering, inking, and toning was done by Peter Laird. The layouts and penciling was done by Jim Lawson. The cover painting was done by Eric Talbot. And the production assistant uh, manager was Dan Berger, our man Dan. So uh, this is a big one, guys. Um, Daddy, oh, real, you've... Real, real oh, quick, man, and feel free to cut this out. Sure. Uh, real quick, you want to try to do like, should we try to go for like 20 minutes on this? That sounds good. 20 yeah. minutes sounds good. I can start my timer if you want. Yeah, well, I mean, don't feel like you need to cut us off at 20. I mean, if we're... <laughs> but, like, in time, and Josh ruined it for everyone else again. So, but... Uh, no. no. No, but just, you know, because we saw we want to do a cartoon, and we probably yeah. want to talk to each other. You know, poor Thaddeus, <laughs> I've been running a mile a minute, and Thaddeus hasn't said anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, cool. So, what we'll do is, uh, Thaddeus, I'll go ahead and hit start here, and I'll, I'll try to wrap us up around 20 minutes. Uh, Thaddeus, man, uh, what do you think of this issue? Like, why don't you take us away with some of the stories so far? Uh, Okay, so basically the story kind of opens up to uh, Splinter, and you can really see how he's starting to age. Uh, You know, you can see, like, the the details on his hands. You know, he must be (coughs) close to 80 years old, and he's just kind of... uh, you know, going about his day, feeding the birds and, uh, you know, stray cat and everything. And then it kind of, uh, page seven pans to, uh, Casey and the Fugitoid. And they are working with the Utrons, uh, to get these, uh, nanobots out of April. Uh, basically April's sort of unconscious. So, uh, the uh, the Utrams are building basically they're they're called the Nano Turtle Bots, and uh, what they're going to do is sort of go in, go inside April and destroy the nano machines that are affecting uh, their body. But in order to, to do so, they need to uh, link up uh, all four turtles mentally and these four pods. And let's see. Sorry, I took a brief pause. I was trying to get to the oh, no. uh, the scene with the uh, explosion with the uh, the guy at the office. Oh, oh, here we go. Uh, Karai. Uh, so anyway, uh, Shadow Shadow enters and uh, she's sort of talking to Karai and 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 she's like, well, well why why do you want to you know why are you helping the turtles? You know, I thought the turtles were, were your enemies and. Uh, and Kara says, uh, your instincts are good, your behavior is correct, and your grandfather has taught you uh, well in the way of honor, which is kind of strange. And she's, lo- I think she's looking over, I think this is either Donatella or Leonardo, and she goes, uh, yeah, these are so vulnerable, you know, this would be the perfect opportunity to take them out, but this will be a yeah. role. And a really great scene on page 21 where she says, you know what, uh, if, if if you want, you know, you're always welcome into the Foot Clan because supposedly Shadow has like really good reflexes, and <laughs> Shadow is just kind of dumbfounded. She's like, "Well, I don't know if this co- counts as help, uh, but you know, at, at you know, a serious situation with, with like this, we could uh, basically use all the help that we could get." 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, next page, it's uh, basically you know the the nano turtle bots going into action. You know, fighting literally thousands of these nano machines. You know, slicing their heads off and everything. Yeah, um, great action sequences here. Yeah, and then uh, it, it, it pans to this office worker, and he gets this mysterious email from this organization called Zihad. They're sort of like uh, an anti-mutant organization. You know, they want to eradicate the Earth of, you know, uh, of mutants. But, uh, well, and speaking on this issue, the uh, the Utrams, they end up discovering that the Utrams uh, have landed on Earth. And uh, there's a big explosion in the next panel off in the distance. And it ends up disrupting the... Uh, the uh, one of the, uh, I ended up having a mind blank. The uh, the lines that are connected to the uh, the pods that are helping run the turtlebots, uh, and uh, the professor Utram can't figure out what's going on. Uh, all of a sudden, the turtlebots, like literally hundreds hundreds of them, are starting to uh, just get wiped out, and then. Uh, the next scene, it, it sort of pans back to um, uh, Splinter in a very eerie scene. Yeah. You see the silhouette of Rat King, and Splinter's making tea, and then he kind of looks back, and there's nothing there, and he just sort of grabs his chest and has a heart attack where uh, it's basically uh, sort of like the spirit of Rat King was always sort of watching over him. Yeah, let, can we talk about that for a second? Because that is powerful man you just get that one panel where the rat king's just standing in the doorway just looking at him and his expression's hard to read you know is, is he there for malicious reasons is he there almost as a grim reaper just waiting for splinter to die but it's just that one panel and if you're not careful you would miss that so right. what what do you guys think i mean what do you think the rat king was there for and and what do you think of splinter dying just basically a, a normal death I think for me, I think it was a follow up to the issue, the Patreon, where it was the Rat King. I can't remember the woman's name. Uh, it was basically like the spiritual guardian that basically wanted Splinter to become the next Rat King because Rat King didn't want anything to be a part of it. And she basically said, "Okay, well, if you're not going to take up your our offer, then we can't be responsible for what happens to you in the future." Hmm. And Splinter just kind of brushed it off his shoulder, and then. Without warning, he just he just dies. But almost, but almost in a way, in my opinion, I could be totally wrong. I think this is sort of like a consequence to Splinter for him not accepting like the mantle of the next Rat King. Hmm. So I think that's kind of why Rat King was always sort of watching over him to sort of convince him to like be the next Rat King. Because I never. It's sort of weird how Rat King is interpreted in this issue because I never really thought of Rat King as like a villain. Somewhat. Oh, interesting. Like, like half and half, if that makes sense. Because like in the 87 cartoon, like, like yeah, Rat King wanted to basically rule the world with his rat army. And, and, you know, in the Mirage comics, you know, you don't really even know if Rat King is even human. You know, for all we know, yeah. he could, like, like we, we just do not know. Um and he's not in the IDW comics, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, 
next next page it it's the uh the new york city police department and the firefighters are trying to put out this huge fire and it's basically the science lab where i think it's like 20 uh scientists workers but they were disguised as like utram and the thing that kind of amazed me was that was that they actually just rushed into action to help them you know even though like they're technically aliens like, I always thought that was kind of like admirable on on their end because you know, you you think in like sci-fi movies, you know, if if an alien died, they just like leave it there to die. But like, no, like they're actually like putting out the fire and trying to like rescue this lab. And uh, one of the Utrams uh, dives in the water and ends up finding out that one of the pipelines has busted. That's uh, help powering up the uh, the nanobots. So he he yeah. ends up. Uh, he ends up crawling, crawling back in his exosuit, and he ends up telling, uh, telling the professor what happens. And um, uh, and can I stop you for one second there, Thaddeus? Because there, there, one thing you brought up really made me think. Um, you, you said how the humans or the firefighters went right away and, and repaired that or tried to help all the Utrams that were, were killed. And let's face it, it was a terrorist attack. Yeah. Uh, you got to also put in mind or keep in mind this is 2003. This is just 2 years after 9/11. So, right. you know, that's still very fresh in people's minds. Yeah. So, I mean, that that had to strike a chord with a lot of readers, especially back then. Um, you know, that that terrorism is a very real thing and, you know, sadly it's still a very very prominent and and um scary thing in our in our time right now, you know. So, I think Peter Laird consciously did that, you know, and it had this whole dynamic of of having almost like the X-Men dynamic of having people who are afraid of change, who are afraid of these aliens. Um, pe- people who are afraid often do some very, very scary and destructive things. And, uh, man, that's that's just as relevant relevant today as it was back in 2003. So, um, but yeah, go on, man. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Um so the the next the next uh, scene is uh, sort of a kind of an emotional moment uh, where April is just not respond not responding at all, and uh, Casey Jones en- enters and he's like, "What's going on with April?" And the doctors are just are just, they, they just keep telling them, they're just like, "No, you're worried, but we you know we we can't have any distractions here. You just you just you gotta you got just gotta be patient." So Casey takes their advice. Um, and then uh, the, the professor Utram says that uh, he's been uh, collaborating and analyzing all the the turtle data and the nanobots, and he ends up finding this new software program called Virtual Ninja Turtle, which might be able to enhance their uh, the fi- their fighting abilities against the nanobots because they're just getting outnumbered. Uh, yeah. Let's see real quick. Sorry, my paper stuck together. <clears throat> Well, while you're finding your place, so Josh, uh, to shift gears for one sec, man, what do you think of the whole Splinter situation uh, with the Rat King and also just Splinter dying a pretty mar- normal death? Well, you know, it is it, what I really do enjoy about it, and the whole Splinter thing in this book is the reason to read this book. You know? Oh, sure. And, That's the interesting storyline. Yeah, you know, and, and I just, little turtle bots is just way too, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. It's just nah. anyway. Splinter, the whole thing with Splinter, um, I kind of, I kind of have to respect this book for just not. I mean, because it would have been so easy for Karai to kill Splinter 
or Shredder to kill Splinter or somebody mm-hmm. to Splinter to fight to die fighting. You know that that's right. if Splinter's got to go, that's the way we all kind of want to see it happen. You know, mm-hmm. you you don't want the realistic death. You know because you know it it just it it seems like Splinter wouldn't just die of a heart attack. It would seem like he would die of in a battle. You know, he would die the yeah. honorable way in a battle. Not to say that dying of a heart attack isn't honorable, but it's just, it's so realistic. And I I really do like that. Yeah, they did kind of put a ghost behind him in one panel. And mm-hmm. Rat King's face, if you look at him, at his uh, drawing, Rat King's face is very neutral. He's neither happy yeah. or sad. You know, and those two have had a link since the very first volume of The Turtles. Uh, comic books back in uh, the 80s with City at War and um, he was only a Turtles villain once you know in Tales of the TMNT number 4 yeah his debut yeah, yeah. In, in back in 87 and you know that, that it really wasn't dis- uh, discovered until Tales of the TMNT back in 2003 2004 I think after this story was published, after this issue was published, I'm not 100%, so I might be wrong about that. But I think after this issue was published, that's when you found out that the Rat King and Splinter were or linked because the Pantheon wanted Splinter to be the new Rat King. And Splinter was like, no, that's not what I do. And they're like, okay, well, we can't save. I think it was like, we can't save you from what's going to happen being right. his impending death. You know, yeah. not it wasn't malicious. It was just like, well, then you you can kind of kiss immortality goodbye, you know. But and but I really yeah. I really do appreciate it, it's it's kind of and I I don't know how this is going to sound, but it's kind of refreshing that a major hero yeah. character just just kind of dies, not in battle, uh, yeah, not in a bad way. It's not bloody. It's not graphic. It's not gory. It's something that this happens every single day, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, and you know, and I know the irony of it is it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book, but there are bits and pieces of realism that I think in Volume 4 really make Volume 4 so great and, and very underrated um, because, you know, I know this sounds silly, but it's the honest to God's truth. Um, you know, the the beginning scenes where there's not one piece of dialogue where you just see Old Man Splinter going out and, and feeding the animals. Oh, old Man remind, Splinter. <laughs> old Man Splinter. Yeah, it reminded me of my dad. My dad used to feed animals. He'd oh. go feed the birds every morning. And then um, you know, later on when we get back to that storyline, um, as Splinter's suffering from his heart attack – What's the one thing he thinks of? Oh. Do you guys remember? No, what's up? Oh. Remember, right before he passes away, who does he, he think thinks about? Of his, he thinks of the turtles. He says, he, right. he says my sons, and boom, he's gone. Yeah. That, so even in his dying moments, he's not thinking about himself. He's thinking, what is my family going to do? And that says a lot about his character. And like I said on the last episode... Um, or when we try to talk about this before, Splinter's always been my favorite character because of that. You know, he's always put his family first, at least in the stories I've read. Yeah. And uh, he's always been selfless in that way. And, you know, my favorite turtle is Donatello, but my favorite character of all of them has always been Splinter. And to see him go out this way, it seems very ironic. And like you said, Josh, seems almost 
in a way refreshing yeah. because it's something that's not really been done before. It's a normal death, yeah. and uh, this is something that happens all the time. So and, these little fragments of realism really make this comic book shine to me. Yeah, so, and I'll uh, make I'll make two real quick points. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I mean the thing that makes him saying my son so powerful is the fact that I don't I don't think that the turtles and Splinter have seen each other at all throughout this volume. Yeah. The first time true. they see each other is the next issue. Which yeah. I have read that one and that is a good issue. Yeah, it's another tier. Yeah, I mean like I, I in in my opinion, after issue eleven, don't even bother reading volume four. Oh, take just, off. I'm not, and here. again, that's not saying it's, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that that issue's so good. It's just like, it's this, she's hard to follow. Yeah. 11 is just like this awesome self-contained story. You know, there is <laughs> yeah. literally a beginning and an end and it's in the middle of this volume, you know, and I would say that you could make the argument that volume four ends with issue 11. And it's, sure, that's, sure. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying issues 12 through 30 whatever are bad i'm saying that at issue no, 11 no. you could stop because it's just it's just this really cool glimpse into the turtle's life you know which is it's really heartbreaking but it's it's and even like in the midst of what happens in issue 11 there's there's some levity there too you know it really mm-hmm. it's really good and you know speaking about and just the strength and courage and conviction that Peter Laird and Jim Lawson had to have Splinter end in this way. The reason I know that's so good is you know that the IDW comics, if and when Splinter actually goes out, you know it's not going to be like this. Splinter... No, no, probably in battle. He's going to have, like, a heart attack making coffee. You know, (laughs) Shredder's going to come back and Shredder's going to kill him. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Uh, and it, I think it'll happen before uh, issue 100. I think, That's my I think that'll be issue 100. Shredder, okay. Shredder comes back and kills Splinter. And even then, they've kind of written themselves a back door to where, like, hey, Spirit Realm, he's still there. <laughs> You're like, okay, so now That's we've true. got Jedi Ghost Splinter. <laughs> and, he's far more powerful yeah, that I'm, way. You strike me down now, and I'll come back even more powerful. <laughs> really? You're going to force yeah, yourself? Right. No, I'm kidding. I love that. No, but, but uh, it, it, you know, IDW is not going to do this. They're going to kill Splinter, and it's going to look awesome. But just like Donatello, spoilers, when Donatello died, he was metalhead by the next issue. He was saying one other thing that I really liked about this this issue is the fact that the Turtles are in their, I guess, late 20s or early 30s. And unfortunately, Thaddeus, I'm sure you could agree with this, um, this is where we start seeing, you know, some of our loved ones they're getting older. They're getting more frail. So we're, we might have even lost some loved ones. I mean, not personally, I have. And so there's also that element of, of realism in this. You know, the turtles are older now, and Splinter has died basically in, from old age here. Right. So uh, it, it's a powerful scene, man. But, uh, but yeah, go ahead, man. I, I, you can keep on going with the plot if okay. you want. Um, so, yeah, basically uh, the Utrom and the scientists are discovering this huge nanobot machine that has, like, blades on his legs and everything it's crazy they uh they end mm-hmm. up activating the turtle program and the and the turtle bots actually start fighting like the turtles they all gang up on uh the huge nanobot take it out uh and they you know basically the operation was a success uh one of the scientists ends up extracting uh the nano machine turtle bots 
And then he, uh, I, I like the next panel because they actually some, uh, and the and the neutron actually says, yeah, we never know when these are going to come in handy again. So he actually like sticks them in a jar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, several hours uh, later, pass uh, April. Uh, you know, she, she, it, in a way, she almost looks sort of like a cancer patient. You know, she's just laying up in bed, her head shaved and everything, and she's just really weak. Uh, she says, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I appreciate, uh, you know, even though I'm having the worst hair day ever, I, li- I like that line. Uh, she, <laughs> and then uh, K- K- Casey says, yeah, I'm digging the, the Mrs. Clean look. Uh, she she thanks the turtle. Uh, Michelangelo actually gives her this little uh, Utron plushie as a, as a gift. And... Um, Let's see next page. Uh, next page, the the fugitoid. Uh, you know he he advises, uh, you know Casey to you know stay overnight, check on her, you know make sure she's okay. And then uh, Shadow actually has a I think it's I think no it's not Shadow it's just it's just a nurse. Uh, she says, uh, "Excuse me, I have a phone call for Leonardo," and he goes he goes yeah that's me right here. And he gets a call, and it's from uh, Steve. I'm guessing that's a relative of April, and uh, he just kind of almost, almost to the point of dropping the phone. There's tears in his eyes, and uh, his brothers go, "Are you okay?" And he goes, "Splinter's dead," and it just ends like yeah. that. So it sort of ends on a cliffhanger. Um, but overall, I I thought this was a really good book. I thought it was a really, you know, even though, uh, you know, like like Josh said, the the turtle nanobots were kind of silly. You know, it 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 was a huge uh, story arc for Splinter because, you know, especially when if if you were a kid growing up and you know you didn't even read the turtle comics, you know, you always wanted you know the turtles to win, and then seeing something like this is almost sort of you know devastating. Oh. oh yes, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you, man. It's it's one of those things. Um, I've gotten that phone call before, uh, and that is a horrible, horrible phone call to receive. Um, but boy, I, you know, like Josh said, this is one of those issues that it, it's so realistic in some of the things that happen, which is crazy to think about because you've got this ridiculous storyline with the nanobots. What's not ridiculous in the mean way, but just it's a comic book storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, yet you've got this parallel storyline with something very, very realistic that people have gone through or people have experienced with, with, uh, family members. So you've got that, that two simultaneous storylines going on here that really make you think, wow, it's amazing what a Ninja Turtle comic book can do. Um, personally, I, this was my favorite issue to mm-hmm. date, um, uh, and issue 11 goes hand in hand with this one. I can't wait to get there. Um, I would give this a 10 out of 10. I personally love this issue, and it sets up a lot of things for the future with the terrorist attacks, how the turtles are going to respond, losing their their father pretty right. much, um, and and you know what's really going on with April. You know, is she going to be okay? Is she fine? So, Josh, you uh, there, buddy? I personally, yeah. Hey guys, sorry. Hey, there he is. Uh, we we just wrapped up the storyline, so we were going to ask uh, for opinions. So I said I loved it. What about you, Hoser? Um. Oh, I gotta get that frame of mind going on again. Uh, so here we go. Yeah, issue ten was actually, you know, the Splinter stuff is what you need to read this book. It's it's kind of weird how five pages of a sixty page story is what you need. 
but I I just it's it's a very well written issue. It's, I love the artwork. Jim Lawson and Peter Laird's artwork has never uh, has never been short on my opinion. I've always it's always been a selling point for me. Uh, but I I just think it's a little it's. It's just a little hokey with the you know the turtle nanobots and I just I just can't I don't know why I just can't get past it. It's just it's just it's too weird. It it just goes way too far. You yeah, know. You know what? So what do you, what would you give it? One out, out of ten, one of ten. I would give this because of the splinter stuff. I would give this an eight because the splinter stuff is so well yeah, done okay. and it's so relatable and it's really really beautiful to look at. You know, there's there's so much mm-hmm. said without any dialogue in that splinter section. That, it, I love it, that. It, that, yeah. that is the uh, uh, worth of. I'm sorry, I can't say, can't talk right now. That is what makes this uh, issue worth putting money in, invested. So, okay. awesome. Well, good. Oh, and speaking of Jim Lawson too, I did ask him a question about this a week ago. Uh, you know, just just what what he thought of Splinter dying, or you know, what the whole Rat King's purpose in that that issue was that that one brief appearance that he had so uh he was kind enough to get back to us so he says hey rob volume four was very much pete's baby with me having no input at all with the writing therefore obviously it was his direction to both kill splinter with a heart attack and to also make a little appearance by his old friend slash nemesis the rat king it's kind of funny as i think back on it now but that splinter the one who died wasn't the same splinter that the rat king knew which it still uh, confuses me to this wow. day. I'm still trying to figure it out. Me too. I'm like, what is going on there? So, so listeners, if you know what he's talking about, again, I've not read purposely, intentionally, and very deliberately, I've not read um, all of Volume 1 yet. So I don't know the dynamic of, of how things end. What's, uh, is it City yeah. at War and, and Well, I like mean, that. I have a theory, um, but it, it might spoil City at War for you guys. <laughs> That oh, okay. Thing. Okay. Well, that's that's part of the reason why I did. I've not been reading them. I'm trying to uh, trying to read it fresh, like on the show. You know, first impressions. I really want to read ahead, but for volume one at least, I want it to be a surprise every single yeah. time. I'm caught up on IDW. I'm caught up on volume four. Um, but volume one is one yeah. I've not read every single issue yet. So I'm excited I, to I get there. Say, but yeah, that's a very cryptic line from. Jim I mean, Rose. I will I say know. this: when he when Splinter first meets uh, the racking. He's much stronger than he is right. when Rat King sees Splinter in Volume Four. I will say that he's just physically and mentally, okay. he's not as he's not old yet, you know. And then when Rat King sees Splinter in mm-hmm. Issue Ten of Volume Four, it's just kind of like, oh man, time not been nice to you. That's kind of that's kind of what I think. Oh, so it's, just, it's just like he knew Splinter as a younger man, so right. Wow, that okay, that could be interesting. So not it might not be a literal thing, it might just be due to age. That's not the yeah, same guy I, mean, because, I used to know. You know, you think about when you see a guy or a friend of yours that you haven't seen in years and it's just like, man, that's oh, sure. or like you see a relative, you know, you saw a relative when you were fifteen and you go back and you see him again when you're thirty, it's like, Whoa, something they're just they're different. You know, I mean I I can totally relate to that with, you know, just not to get too deep into it, but like just I recently a couple of months ago my parents came and visited and it was it was a hard week with them here just you know because my parents are in their 70s now and it's you know it's scary thinking about Mm -hmm. you know that kind of stuff and i i if i'm right about what jim lawson was i don't know why jim just didn't tell us what he was thinking you know just (laughs) just, if i'm right and thinking in 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 my theories that i i definitely relate to that yeah 
Hey, Raph, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. Okay, guys, we are returning to the 2003 cartoon, and we're returning to the second part of a story arc involving the Shredder. So this is uh, the 2003 Fox Box cartoon, Season 1, Episode 11, which is entitled The Shredder Strikes, Part 2. Uh, this episode first aired on April 19th of 2003, and um, it, we're going to be watching on YouTube. It was written by Michael Ryan, and it was produced by Gary Richardson who uh, both names I would love to have on the show one of these days. We'll see We'll see what happens there. Uh, and this is one that I think this is where season one really starts to heat up. We're about halfway through season one at this point. Um, and th- we're finally starting to get the encounters with the Shredder here. And we get a really cool backstory in the last issue or last episode involving Splinter. Um, so this one, I, I can't quite remember what happened. It's been a while since we've we've watched Started. the first part, but hopefully Thaddeus. Oh, you're you're fine, man. I, I'm glad you're back. Um, what exactly happened in the last episode? I remember there was a fight between Splinter and Shredder. Oh, that's this episode. Uh, last episode was oh, when. Okay. Um... Oh God. Was it uh, Splinter? Was it Leonardo <laughs> got while. that one sword that Orokusaki gave him? Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. And they fought. They uh, fought Shredder hard. Was... Trying to brainwash. Thank you for telling me that. And by the way, uh, Shredder was basically trying to brainwash Leonardo into joining the Foot Clan because Leonardo uh, uh, got an invitation from Shredder, uh, sort of like mysteriously. He ends up going to Shredder's lair. Shredder explains that there is a greater enemy, uh, which he's actually referring to the turtles. He's not referring to an action enemy. Uh, so anyway, he gets a sword. Raphael's like, what are you doing? You know, Master Splinter is our master, and not, and not, not Master Shredder. Uh, they have a big fight, and then uh, you end up finding out what happened to Splinter and uh, Oroku Saki, where uh, he ended up killing Hamada Yoshi, Splinter's master. And then uh, it's sort of, sort of like a build-up to the big fight, and then it ended on a panger, and then this episode is like right picking up like right after that. So, all right, great. Well, I I'm ready. I got mine pulled up. If you guys got yours ready, yep, yeah, I'm good. Okay, guys. So uh, if you want to follow along, it is on YouTube. Just search up the Shredder Strikes Back Part Two. Uh, it, I thankfully all the episodes are on uh, on YouTube, so uh, you can always get caught up that way. So we're gonna go ahead and click play in five, four, three, two, one, and click. Ah, Splinter's setting this one up. When he was ambushed and chased across the city by the dark forces of the foot. Yeah, I remember old Josh O'Rourke. He couldn't stand Splinter's voice in uh, this cartoon. <laughs> It's fine. It's, it's, it's serviceable. <laughs> 2003 is a series of things working out okay. 
Wolves. Oh. <laughs> what? That's not bad. What? Well, okay. I understand. I understand. That's good for you. Yeah. By the way, let me know if my TV in the background is too loud. I only have it on, like, volume 18. Oh, I can't even hear it. Okay. So what do you what do you think of uh, Splinter's or not Splinter uh, Shredder's design? Do you guys like it? I love it. I thought that was one, too. one of the coolest things, Shredder armors, and uh, you know, uh, not 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 to go into spoilers with like the the big reveal, but uh, I always I always liked how it was almost sort of like a throwback to like the Mirage design, but it still had like its own take on like the Shredder like armor design. Mm-hmm. I like the red eyes too. Yeah. Yeah, you can and definitely. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You, you can definitely see where like IDW took their inspiration from, man. It's hmm. it's a really yeah. cool look. It's a it's a really yeah. good look. Yeah, I I think out of all of them, or at least all the cartoons, this version of Shredder, or at least the design of this Shredder, is definitely my favorite. The design. Yeah. He's not too big, right? He's not too big. He's not too small. Uh, the red eyes really go well. Very menacing. There's the second time around, Chop. And poor Leonardo has been thrown through the window. There's always something about the turtles getting thrown through windows. Shredder must work out. I gotta say, Scotty Ray did an amazing job voicing the Shredder in this series. Oh, yeah. Splinter showing off his his mad skills. Oh, that was cool. Oh, Rob, are you on the right episode? I think you clicked. Ah, uh, yeah. I clicked. I think you clicked on the Strutter Strikes Back part two. We're on the Strutter Strikes part two. Oh no! <laughs> oh, okay. I was just to say, I'm like, dude, like, like, what? Like, I don't even see Splinter. Oh, no. Whoops. Let me go back. Oh, crud. Well, I'll just fast forward ahead a little bit. Okay. All right, the Shredder. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think I sent you well, the that, wrong link. Well, that's, yeah. no, that's on that's on 4Kids part because they have the, Str- the Shredder Strikes Part 2 and then they have the Shredder Strikes Back Part 2. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to fast forward till. Uh, <laughs> I was like, man, none of this seems familiar. Yeah. All right, I'll start uh, at the three-minute mark where... Uh, I'm at I'm at the part okay. I'm at the part where Shredder took off his helmet and he's like giving a speech. Okay, so that's uh two oh nine. Okay. Okay. And then Josh, make sure you're on the right episode too. Yeah, I'm there right now. Okay, two oh nine. Alright. Yeah, I'm at two oh nine too, so we'll click play in five, four, three, <laughs> two, one, and click. So we gave him a preview of what a later episode is her. <laughs> Yes, you know what, though? I, I was just thinking, I was, I was like, you know, the Shredder was only effective until he wasn't effective anymore. Just, <laughs> it's just like, okay, so like, he beats the turtles handily and made quick work of them, and then Splinter comes around and just jumps around like Yoda, and all of a sudden Shredder's <laughs> just missing them by a mile every other hit. It's like, well, okay. Well, that was pretty cool when he was hitting the uh, the wood, the the boards. Oh, yeah, he was pulling uh, the Jenga. Yeah, <laughs> and he was just kind of like flapping yeah, down exactly on it. Right. That was cool. 
<laughs> oh, you know what's so funny? Okay, so we just went to, by accident, we went to Shredder Strikes Back Part 2, and it was raining and storming and, it and everything. It like the same episode, well, yeah. <laughs> it did, it certainly did. So we're at the Shredder Strikes Part yeah. 2. Uh, and our apologies there, but uh, we're on the right one now. Uh, and, and here's old Donatello, my guy. You know, I, and he's I really like what we were talking about with Shredder's design. Looking at him right now, though, I think he's a little bit too big. Like, he's a little bit too, like, broad. I, so. I like how tall he is. Just like in the original comics, how he was really lean. You know, I just, mm. I like that. But, you know, knowing what we know oh, yeah. about the Shredder in this series, it, it makes sense. Mm. Yeah. You know, feel free to cut this out, but Shredder's basically Iron Man with a little alien piloting him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. All right. Cool. There's like always that, uh, fire. There. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Splinter's like, wait, guys? Oh, uh, there's a subway car. A little bit of reference there. I like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. What's that? Turtles 3? Right? Turtles 2. Well, two and three. Turtles two. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like the old TV there. Yeah, with the rabbit ears. Where's the VCR? <laughs> I must find my sons. Man, that's a pretty advanced door for the sewer. There's the, yeah, there this one. It's a little bit too bat cavey. You know, I kind of like in the original <laughs> cartoon. It was just it was just the sewer layer with a couch in it. You know. Mm-hmm. Wow, Shredder's just kicking those turtles aside. Ah, oh, I have a feeling those katanas will be foreshadowing for later. Ooh, that was cool, man. Walked right through that fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shredder's no joke. Ah, oh, man, great animation here. Love that ceiling. This camera. looks a lot like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but on HBO back in the day, they had a Spawn animated series. You ever watch that? I've never seen it. Yeah, man, it. it looks very, very similar how they, they use a lot of dark, use a lot of rich shading in it to emphasize the color. That's what I'm seeing here, oh. especially in that scene. That was good. Yeah. Oh, there was another reference for you. Uh, Raph fell in the, trash, in the uh, trash dump. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Ooh, man. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hurt my ankle. Lucky you still have a leg. <laughs> right. Uh -oh. I love that. Oh, oh cool oh, shot. I love that shot. Ugh. Wow, that's a cool shot. He's like the Terminator. He looks like a demon. Oh, he does. Sarah Connor. Talk to the hand. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I remember the bad line from the bad movie. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Wait, talk to that. Was yeah. that Terminator 3? Oh, I, I like that movie. No, no, no. Like it, it's not my opinion that it's bad. It's just everybody else thinks that everyone Because the internet oh, exists, shit. it's a bad movie. <laughs> All right, so now the Foot Clan, they're pursuing the turtles who are hiding. They just jumped over Leonardo. What do they do? They're not... <laughs> like, I love the Foot Ninjas looking at the car. <laughs> See you there? There's Raph in the trash dumpster. 
Those foot goons don't finish me off. Why do I talk like this? <laughs> oh, I guess he didn't find that thing on his shoulder appealing. I'll be here all night, folks. Let's get your ankle wrapped up and all right, so turtles are really banged yeah. up. And Raph's on his own, Leo's on his own, and Mikey and Don are together. But poor Mikey's about yeah. out of commission. I love that scene where Leonardo's just perched on top of a lamppost down. I'm surprised they didn't see mm. him. Yeah, they jumped from a rooftop. I don't know why they didn't see him. <laughs> yeah, and definitely the turtles, they're not going to be, they're not going to fare as well yeah. on their own. Definitely, especially against the Shredder. Man, just down this hill, just carrying Leo Michelangelo up that ladder. Yeah, he must work out. <laughs> Look up and to the left. <laughs> oh, this part is great. This part is so funny. Coming up. They use someone's pantyhose. No, no hey, woman does that. No woman Wrap just throws it on the curtain rod there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the scrub brush. I had to clean the shell. Where's the turtle wax? <laughs> I like the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Mom! <laughs> That's exactly what happened, too. <laughs> and one of them's got your stuff. Oh, I thought they were going to hide behind the shower curtain like the, the movie, too. Uh, now you're going to get spanked because you woke up Mom at 2 in the morning. This is a, this, I'm liking this episode. This is good. <laughs> that guy just sniffed the air. What is he, Wolverine? What? Oh, that was cool. Man. Was uh, oh, yeah. Right like there. a couple of coconuts. <laughs> Uh-oh. That could be Splinter. Uh, Splinter's going to spank Raphael because he's out late. <laughs> Who grabs somebody like that if you know them? Ugh! <laughs> Alright, so Splinter has come to the surface to try to recover all the turtles. And poor Leo is surrounded. Yeah, you messed up when your dad has to come in and be like, alright, now. Yeah. Who is oh, I this? I forgot about this guy. He was in an earlier yes. episode, wasn't he? He's, he's uh, one of the... He's one of the uh, the Utrom uh, Guardians. That's Samurai right, yeah. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> With blue hair. Mike, you okay? I don't know if I can make it. Raph, is that you? The lights. The lights are turning out. <laughs> the lights. Tell Raph. I'm right here, Mike. I'm right here next to you. You tell Raph. He's always been a big cheesehead. <laughs> oh, played him. <laughs> Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> uh, that's great. Ah, Splinter's got a point. <laughs> that's, that's such a real thing to say. Like, we need to move quicker than this. We can leave Mike right here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Mr. Splinter, use the remote. Obviously, somebody, whoever animated this was obviously playing River City Ransom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that doesn't look like every other screen in River City Ransom, that background there. Oh, I love yeah. how Splinter can't start the battle shell. <laughs> Man, did uh, Donatello invent the self-driving car before Google did? And cell phones. <laughs> I think he did. I always like the Shell Razor. I mean, it, you know, I, I'm partial to the original just because yeah. nostalgia, but I think the Shell Razor was pretty well designed. I've never well designed. seen one, like the actual toy. But like, oh, really? The thing of this is, like, given the, given the sculpts and articulation of these turtles here for their figures, I don't see how they could actually fit in them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, God. <laughs> Love the rocket. Say, like, give me a second, Give my the remote to Donatello. Here, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Called it. So, you know what? I'll just yeah. fight. Here he goes with the Yoda. It's the ball. I love all the people. Oh. I think somehow they beat up more people than they show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that guy could fight. He went to Utram Karate. This is new. You're definitely a ninja, but you're not one of them. I am simply a guardian. You were expecting maybe the Adams family? That blue hair. <laughs> He's got a man bun. I hate man bun. You know, Josh, your hair's long You know what, you man? I did do that once. My kids dared me to, and I put two of them in my head. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you? There's a picture. I, I posted a picture of it on Facebook. Oh, I got to see that. That's funny. All right, so they're partnering up. All right, now, now Thaddeus, you, you've watched ahead. <laughs> Is he legitimately a guy? Spoiler yes, alert. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, good, good. Yeah, it, like, like when when he first entered this episode, I had no clue who he was. But then <laughs> later, when it's, I think it's season two? Could be season two or the end of season one. It, you end up finding out, like, their, their actual purpose against the Shredder. Oh, okay. I, I gotta admit, I, I kind of like the inside design of the Shell Razor. They always look so cool. huge. Um, I just like backhanded them all. <laughs> yeah, did the stooge there. Man, parental abuse there on a kid show. <laughs> no kid. <laughs> oh, there's the Shredinator. The Shredinator, hey! <laughs> 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 Run. I have long wished to avenge my master Yoshi. <laughs> Ooh, Splinter. Now is the time. He goes, let him find us. But how do we let him find us? Sit still. Well, I don't know, Master Splinter. Sitting still isn't one of our strong points. 
<laughs> Mikey's got a point. Sitting still it is. I like sitting still. Sitting still's good. <laughs> Alright, so that's the plan. They're just gonna wait for Shredder to come. And there he is! <laughs> Maybe they're in that big green car. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he raked his claws on the side of it, let him know he's there. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I love that scene. I love that oh, scene where yeah. they're on hey, the tower and they're just standing they're about there. To, they're about to drop the hottest rhyme ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, wow. Boy, that didn't take long. I thought that would be That's like what the next episode. Like, what it's the next seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I really like how they do the comic book panel. Butt kicking begins. Uh, yeah, I did. Cutaways there. Yeah. Love that voice. Sounds like half robot. Man, you know, it's. I don't think any of us have ever commented on the fact that the Foot Clan can jump. Like, they've got like six foot vertical. Yeah. You know, there was I one know, dude just straight over stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how um, Splinter and Treader are just kind of coaching yep. their teams. So are these uh, Foot Clan uh, soldiers, are they the actual humans in this, or are they robots? No, they're actual humans. They're humans, th okay. Yeah, I think so. Oh, what a kick! Those poor birds. Now, later on in the series, uh, Baxter ends up... Uh, getting this cloaking mechanism for the Foot Clan. Okay. And uh, it, it was a really cool episode how Leonardo ended up uh, defeating him. Because, like, you can't you can't defeat him like normal, like, Foot foot, uh, foot Clan soldiers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a good fight scene. My goodness. <laughs> The way that guy was animated when he was sitting there because he got nailed into a an AC unit, it looked like his head was animated upside down. <laughs> Backseat ninjing. Oh man, great slow mo shots. Cool block. I think we're just all <laughs> enamored with the fight scene right now. <laughs> See, by law, you have to fight. That's on a the Ninja roof. Turtle thing. That's a turtle. It's, it's almost a cliche. It's a turtle trope. They have to fight Shredder on the top. <laughs> In a good way, yes. Well, cliches are there for a reason. I mean, they they, they wouldn't be cliches if they didn't work. Absolutely. Okay, so now we're going to see what the the episode that we were watching is referencing. So now we're going to see that. Oh, okay. All right, the big showdowns, Splinter and Shredder. 
<laughs> Come here. That must be one strong... Uh, That's a strong stick. Staff. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th there it is. There's a shot of him slicing those things down. Nice little reference Jenga to uh, the end of the second movie here. Remember with oh, Super yeah. Strutter how he kept slicing? Oh all yeah. The... Mm -hmm. See, this is the, that's the thing. It's just like, why was Shredder all of a sudden incompetent? You know, <laughs> he was just beating up the turtles yeah. like like it was. It, it's Tuesday. That's what I do on Tuesdays. And Splinter shows up, <laughs> and I forget how to do anything. <laughs> oh, that's that's also a cool reference to the first cartoon too. Remember when um. Oh, oh was yeah! Was building the, flooded, uh, or it yeah, wasn't well, the building set on fire, and then, and then, that. Uh, oh wow! He should be dead. Uh, yeah, there was one building that they were in that <laughs> flooded. It was like an office building. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I don't. This know is why you should always confirm the kill. You're right. <laughs> Ah, there it is. What's actually funny was that this was considered the mid-season finale, and uh -huh. for the longest time until I think like September, oh man, like September 2003, it was on hiatus, so I had no idea what happened to Shredder, and I was just <laughs> like, oh, like, I gotta, I gotta yeah, know. <laughs> I understand. Well, guys, uh, so so what did you think of this episode? I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way real quick. I really like it. It was basically just a giant fight scene, but it was really awesome. Um, and the animation, you got to give them credit there. Um, it holds up wonderfully well. Uh, and, you know, you can't go wrong with these classic turtle tropes. You know, the fight on the rooftop, a little predictable. I mean, we, we know that Shredder's not going to be knocked out this early on. But uh, overall, loved it. Loved the humor. Loved the action. I would give it a 9 out of 10. What about you guys? Yeah, I really, you know what? I really enjoyed this one. This is cool. It's like the uh, the Shredder stretch is really where season one begins for me because everything up until then, it's just like, okay, it's fine. You know, it's just, this is the first, like, the first episode where it's been, like, a legitimately good show right. to me. Awesome. You know, it, that comes down to the, the fight choreography, the animation, the voice acting. Shredder's voice acting leaves a little bit to be desired for me. I don't like how he just screams everything. <laughs> you know, I just, all right, fine. So you're either angry or you're really angry. You're never, you know, just that's why I, the voice actor for the 2012 series, you know, because there was actually a layered performance there. This guy is just angry all the time. But <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it like a nine wow. out of 10. It's, it's really good. Really wow. funny. Animation's done really well. Outside of Shredder's voice, Shredder and Raphael's voice acting is just a little oh, no, wow. okay. But even, I see, I like Shredder. But even but even Raphael, even Raphael has a couple of moments here I really like. Wow. So, yeah, that's yep. that's as good as you're gonna get out of Joshua Work. That's pretty good. Yes. So take that, Brian. From <laughs> Don't Dahl. listen to him, Brian. He's over. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> All right. So what about you, Mister T? No, I like good. I like it. Uh, for me, a ten. Outstanding. This was the 2003 series at its highest. I love the uh, I love the uh, sort of the, the mysterious take of the Guardian, uh, his interaction with Leonardo, 
like Josh said, love the fight choreography. And, uh, you know, even even when this, this was animated in 2003, you know, that had to be like really hard. Just, you know, just animate that much, uh, you know, with, with, like the sound effects and, uh, you know, swords clash and everything. Yeah. Uh, just really it cool. Up. It sure does. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Interrupt you. Uh, but I, I was saying, um, you know, really cool, like comic book style shots. Like, you know, whenever like the shredder, uh, walks through the fire and everything, and he's kind of searching for him. Uh, I, I, st- I still get goosebumps from this episode. I'm, I'm going to give it Great. a 10. All right. Well, hey, that wraps up uh, uh, our return to the 2000 era. So the next era we'll be we'll be visiting will be the Nickelodeon and IDW era in chronological order. Um, I don't know the exact episode or the um, – unless I got it written down. Let me check my notes real quick. I think we're on issue 13. Oh, know that great, much. great. Yeah, uh, looks like – are you sure it's issue 13 or is it issue 12? I okay. think it's 13 because 12, the, 12 was when they first fought Shredder. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I got to change that. Yeah, so we're on we're on the next story and Did we watch so. the Nick cartoon, It Came From the Depths? Yeah. We did? Okay, so we're on – I think so. So we're on episode 13, whatever that is. Okay. All right, guys. So um, on the next episode of the uh, – well, actually, our next episode will be the Partners in Crime um, review, uh, and after that will be the we return to the Nickelodeon and IDW era. So we're on uh, IDW issue thirteen, and I believe we're on the Nickelodeon cartoon season one episode thirteen. So we'll be returning to that era. If you have any feedback uh, regarding that issue or that cartoon, you'd like to send to us. Um, actually, we'll be covering the comic first, so that'll be first dibs there. Uh, we'd love to share it on the show, and. Um, and also, please, you know, if you want to write us an iTunes review, I'm still doing that way for uh, – I'm going to be giving away issue 11 from volume 1 and a couple of my loose figures, you know, kind of clear some room. And I might put a couple other random turtle things in there. If you write us uh, a review from now to the end of February, um, you are automatically enrolled in a, just a random drawing for, for that gift. Free of charge. I'll send it out your way. But, yeah, we just love to hear feedback, and we are trying to keep things consistent and uh, – Keep things, you know, clean, like uh, like Christian said. So there you go. So uh, <laughs> so uh, so, anyways, hosers, uh, to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes. What kind of pizza are we gonna have today? Oh man, you um, know what? I could really go for. Man, oh, I just had it. I forgot <laughs> it. Good lord. Was it meat lovers? <laughs> Whatever you pick, I forgot. Rob, I I sent you a. I, I don't know if you got the link. I sent you a, p- a piece of suggestion. Uh, it's actually a veggie oh. pizza. Um, it's uh, broccoli, carrot, and uh, instead of having sauce, it's uh, cream cheese that's seasoned oh, yeah. with, uh, with like the you know the uh, the Hidden Valley Ranch um, like like dry seasoning. Uh-huh. It's seasoned with that, and uh, I'm gonna add some bell pepper to it. Okay, uh, Josh, you want anything to it? But, but the, uh, no, uh, but, I've, had, I've had something very similar to that, and I, I know what he's talking about. It's really good. Mm. Yeah. But the, uh, the crust is actually uh, those little uh, Pillsbury crust rolls. Oh. Oh, okay. Sounds yeah. good. Well, I, think... I like how you know, it's a veggie pizza. It's supposed to be healthy, and it's got like three pounds of cream cheese on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, that sounds like a good one to me, guys. Um, uh, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all the support over the years. Uh, and here's to hope you enjoy your family, your friends, and a mega slice of broccoli, carrot, and 
bell pepper. Yes, ranch Hidden Valley cream cheese on a crepe roll crust. Cowbunga, dudes. Cowbunga. Bye, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's the man. <laughs>